Panago Pizza presents S D P P the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts Steve Dangle, Adam Wild, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! How about that? An intro with Jesse's name on it. Hey. It only took five years. Fun fact to everybody sitting here, we didn't even play it. Yeah. Because I put it in after. But there you go. I wanted, I wanted to, the, the calls have been answered, especially the calls from Jesse, who has politely put up with the fact that we Gosh. haven't changed our intro in six years. Yep. Uh, but uh, we, we finally got it done. And, Welcome uh, to the show. Yeah. Well, oh, thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah. Welcome Official to the show. Official member of the show, Jesse Blake. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming, but I'm proud to be a, a proud member of the show. So here it is. Uh, it's the start of the season. From now on, we're going to be doing um, two episodes a week. As you know, it will be Sunday and Wednesday, just so you know, so you're clear. So you get you get your show after you know the national night on Saturday to kick off the week, and then you get your show midweek. Gearing up for the weekend. There might be the rare night where Jesse gets sleepy and you don't get it till Monday morning or mm-hmm. something. Right? Yeah, well, uh, you, know. you should expect that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> People have lives. Okay. And there's anger. There's so much anger when that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. Okay, man. You're right. I'm just combating the anger with anger. No, right. Well, that's ah. Well, you know that's very 2019 it's wor- of you. It's worked out well on Twitter. Yes, uh, that's all Twitter is. Yeah. Should we true. address the uh, YouTube elephant in the room? The new camera? Yeah. yeah new camera new cameras. Mm-hmm. Variety. Do a bunch of We're trying to think. Right now? Just to yeah. illustrate right. it. Like, just be, yeah, look at yeah. all that. That's so unnecessary. It's great radio. It's on, it's on yeah. Adam camera right now. Is it? And it Stupid. sure is. That was on Steve Cameron. Oh, Steve Cam. Which one's that? that Where's one? Jesse that was, Cam? Oh, that, was, that was Jesse Cam. Yes. Hey, sexy, yes. sexy Cam. And then there's a the wide angle shot. Now it's on that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I like it wide. Eventually we'll wow. get a we'll get a switch man. We'll call him Switch Man. And he'll be in charge of switching. So switch man Mitch. Switch. He'll, he'll be named Mitch. Is, is the name gonna be Mitch? Yeah, we'll overpay him. Anybody named Mitch <laughs> wanna switch for us? Yeah. <laughs> well yeah, and we'll have a a rival podcast with a guy named Miko who makes less, <laughs> but produces as much, if not more. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, well, you know, we'll get to all that stuff. But I think I, I think um, <clears throat> we've got some exciting stuff to announce over the next week. Uh, stuff that we <laughs> beyond beyond you know the new cameras and everything uh, that we're we're pretty pumped about. But you're going to start to see sort of a step forward with the show, and we've got some partners that we have to announce. We're pretty excited about that. Uh, in the meantime, though, let's talk about actual hockey, hey, which is great. It's been, I forgot, every year I forget how much I miss it. Every year I forget how much I miss hockey. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been like finding 20 bucks in your jacket, but eight times. Because I keep forgetting there's a game on. Yes. And then it's 6.30 and I'm like, oh, yes! Yeah. Like, I get mm-hmm. to watch hockey. Well, I, I find myself towards the end of the summer going, oh. What the hell? I'm going to have to search for something to watch. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know when you're like, I, I can't do a drama. I can't do a con- Like, I don't have the brain power to absorb what what a, whatever storyline it is going to be. Like, Mindhunter, for instance, one of my favorite shows on Netflix, still takes me a little bit to, like, if I'm fried at the end of the day, I can't watch it because I'm going to miss something. 100%. Whereas hockey, I'm, I'm like, you. turn it on, doesn't matter. Yeah. I can, I, can, I can absorb that. Yeah. It wakes me up. Yes. I don't need to be awake for it. It wakes me up. Bingo. 
Bingo. Even that game in Newfoundland. Like, second-line center Jason Spezza. It was great. Which, a few years ago, yeah, of course he is. But no, not anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was wide awake for that game. I was jacked. It was awesome. And it was terrible hockey. Oh. <laughs> but it was great. But that's the great part about terrible hockey. The Friday night game was my favorite this this weekend because it was um, it was literally everybody who might be on the fourth line, maybe. and yeah. And everybody who ended up being waived, basically. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about who, who cleared uh, today, but... You know, there's some been there's been some amazing stuff that's happened in this camp, and I, I like let's. I mean, we'll fast forward to the game last night. Obviously, 20, 20 30 seconds in, you have Matthews oh. and Nylander and Janssen, and we were saying before the show that I feel like, and and tell me if I'm crazy or not. I think, I think Andreas Janssen is going to be the best passenger that lines ever had. Yeah. And what I'm and what I mean by that is Andreas Janssen is not a play driver, hmm. but you don't need more than two play drivers on a line. If you've got one play driver. We, as we saw with William Nylander between Connor Connor Brown and Patrick Marlowe in the playoffs last year, doesn't work out great. But if you got two, it's perfect. If you got three, it's too much, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple teams that make it work, like the Boston top line. They're all play drivers. They're amazing players. It's a, it's well, it's just an unmatchable line. Yes, there's there's really two in the league, and it's the, the Colorado the other one's the and Colorado the, one. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, if you have like it's it's like a joker in president or ass or whatever you call the card game right depending on which summer camp you went to i guess um like if you have the joker you play it but uh the leafs got a shitload of aces <laughs> they do and and so seeing andreas jansen score that one was great because it was like you know obviously willie had a goal later on in the game that was a, a great willie <laughs> shot a poor bullet. jimmy howard <laughs> absolute bullet oh my god matthews looked amazing and by the way yes we are going to talk about some yes. of the matthews stuff later on yeah uh but we're talking about the hockey part right now that line looks great and it's not what was funny about that line last year obviously nylander misses the first you know two months and and is never the same yeah um but matthews seemed to be like they seem to saddle them with it's like here's a guy that's not performing let's put him with matthews and nylander and see if he can get that they can all get going and they he never gave that treatment to the other line no, uh, the the Hyman Tavares Marner line. I mean, if he broke it up, it, he would have been dumb. In fairness, but mm -hmm. like, yeah, they that line never got that treatment. It was always always Matthews, and they tried him with Nylander. I want to say less than half a dozen games, mm -hmm. and they never gave it a chance to work. And right around playoff time, it looked like oh he might, and then freaking Kadri gets yeah. suspended. Who also looks great, by the way. Yeah, Fun. of course he does. He's a great player. He is a great player. So, but what's been great about this camp is the stuff that you, if you were walking into camp, and I told you three guys are going to blow you away in this camp, you'd be like, damn, that's a great camp. Like yeah. most, especially with a team like the Leafs. Like, like I can understand in, in a Detroit situation, which we have to get to because there's a very interesting stat about their first round picks that I want to talk about. Interesting. Um, if you go to a Detroit camp or an Ottawa camp or an Edmonton camp, there's open jobs mm -hmm. and there's room for surprises. In Toronto's camp, especially on forward, there's not a lot of room for surprises. It's it's the worst year for this cap crunch because, like, I'm not even being hyperbolic saying this. They have six NHL lines. Yes. <laughs> they do. Which is good. They have six three-man lines they could ice with yep. confidence. Yep. Honest to God. Absolutely. What's been interesting, though, five minimum. When you look at the th the three surprises, at least for me in camp, um, two of them are forwards. Mikheyev. Yeah. Oh my God. And Mikheyev, like, because yeah. okay, so we've had. So here are the Russian signings we've had, right? It's been Zaitsev, mm -hmm. who in his first year was a surprise and did play well. 
well, based I mean, on the role he was in. A 36-point uh, rookie right-handed defenseman that you only paid money for. That's a great signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they did after was their fault. Mm-hmm. But I think they tried to make him into a is into an all round defenseman, and he never was going to be that. Yeah, I think he's a guy that needs to be on the power play and needs to be in an offensive role. He might do better in Ottawa. Because I of that. think he absolutely will. I think Connor Brown's going to score twenty goals. I think there's lots of that going. on. It's a on. great opportunity for a lot of those guys. I mean, first line is a little cruel, but yeah, yeah. But McKay interesting because. Because of what, so Zaitsev, and then that boat anchor contract last year, and then they go out and they sign, and I mean, I know they had Rosen and Borgman and whatever, but those guys never really played for the big club in a sustained way. So I'm talking about guys that stayed. Igor Ozhiganov plus Nikita Zaitsev's contract. It wasn't even just Nikita Zaitsev, it was his contract as well. So you have Igor Ozhiganov, who's not very good. And you got he was there. He was he was he existed. Yeah. Um, and then you have Zaitsev, who was overpaid, and then and maybe people just started to hate him. Yeah. Zaitsev made a million and a half dollars. We'd probably tolerate him just fine. Yeah, and but... and was also played in a role where he was the the sixth guy because that's what he should have been. It's yeah. just they didn't have any depth on the right side. So all of that combined, we look at Mikheyev. Now I want to be I want to say this with an asterisk because everybody looks superhuman in the in the uh, in the preseason. Yeah, but that's this fair. this of guy is a guy that we were like, yeah, whatever. Like when Mike Babcock had a picture of him outside of that that uh, oh, that um, breakfast place near the Esso down in Etobicoke where they practice. Yeah, Was whatever. It? Expect yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. And and everybody's like, oh my god, here we go. He's got his new toy. He's actually that's a player. That's a real player. There's He is yeah. hungry, hungry, hungry for pucks. Well, and this isn't, like, remember last year Ty Ratty had, like, eight goals or yep. something like that playing with McDavid, and we're all like, oh, Ty Ratty's going to be sick. The Oilers also went 6-1 and one last preseason. Ooh. Did they? Yeah. Wow. Because of Ty Ratty scoring. Yeah. Man, I would just love to look up NHL by Matty um, tweets from the Oilers preseason last year. R- Matty on Ratty? <laughs> Matty on Ratty, <laughs> I would yes. love to see it. But uh, McKayev, I, I don't know, has, like, Two assists, maybe, or something like that. I don't think he has a goal. It's just we've been watching him uh, play in and play out. The guy's got a friggin' motor, and he doesn't stop, and he's big, and he's fast, and he's annoying. Yes. He is, like, Babcock made him in a lab. I swear to God. And it's it was interesting because, like, Danny DeKaiser at one point last night, like, I think it was Danny DeKaiser, he was, he was fighting off one of the Detroit players for a puck. Now, this should have been a penalty. So they're they're both racing into the 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 uh, Detroit zone for a puck that's in the corner already, and right around the uh, the the faceoff circle in the zone, he knocks the other guy over, and the guy kind of flies over into the boards. And like Danny the Kaiser comes over and tries to cross check him in the in the chin. And you know what? I think it was the Kaiser. It, it doesn't really matter. The point is, Someone. it pissed him off. The other defenseman made a point to come over and go. And, and try to cross-check him. And yes, the initial play should have been a penalty. But the fact right? is, he, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he got away with it, and he came out with the puck. And when they try to hit him, he's got the he's got a little bit of the Trevor Moore, you can't really, like, you, you feel like, like with Mitch Marner, when Mitch Marner gets squeezed, you're like, Mitch Marner probably can hang on to this puck. Mm-hmm. When Trevor Moore gets squeezed, you're still not at the point, at least I'm not, where you're like, oh, he'll get through this. Because you haven't seen him play enough. I know that the guys, like, I, spe- I know Mike Stevens is, know is going mean. like, I've... Mike Stevens was like, well, he's Trevor Moore. He's the best. He's got. And, and he's right. <laughs> Trevor Moore is great. 
But you think of it and, and you go, oh my God, that player can actually do that. Yeah. Mikheyev's another one of those guys. He finds a he's way slippery. to squeeze. Yeah, he he's squeezes slippery. through the boards. Really like him. Fun to watch. Really like that player, man. Fun to watch, yeah. yeah. And doesn't speak a whole heck of a lot of English, so it's funny to hear guys just jawing at him. I don't think he understands what they're saying. <laughs> I know. He probably just smiled. <laughs> yeah. Russians, Russians are weird. They love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> they love that stuff. As they understand uh, tone. Yes. Yeah, I made him mad. Good. Yes. Good. And that third line, which has not, I mean, given what's happened with Matthews and with Marner's contract and everything else, hasn't had a lot of fanfare. Um, Kerfoot's, I don't know, Kerfoot's getting a little bit of, he's not getting criticism. It's just everyone's underwhelmed with him. And I'm just sort of like, I don't really, I don't know what you expected. But he's not Nazem Kadri. Well, no, and he's not going to be. Yeah. Um, the expectation should have. Listen, if you expected him to be Nazem Kadri, you deserve to be disappointed. Like, that was, <laughs> that was never going to happen. Um, he, I think what's blown me away partially about Mikheyev, it's not even that he's this good. It's that he's this good this quick. Yes. And with all the hurdles put in front of him, Kerfoot might be the only guy who's, like, actually succumbed to them a little bit. You know, brand new team, completely mm -hmm. new line mates. But uh, you, he was a winger most of last year. There's sort of there's an adjustment. They're shoving from. a like a square peg, square peg in a round hole a little bit with him. I think with Kerfoot too, and and we won't focus too much on him. No, uh, but Kerfoot is a 2020 guy. He's a 20 goal, 20 assist guy. I'd be thrilled if he was 20. He might even be 15, 25. But you got it. Something like he that. is a yeah. forty point guy. You get forty points out of Kerfoot. You have nothing to complain about. That's and that's what they're expecting. So just just know that that's the expectation. But what Kerfoot does have is blazing speed, along with Trevor Moore and with Mikheyev on that line. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, dude. It's a it's a it's great. great hockey team. And this, yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited. So about it. the second the second guy also went forward that was a real surprise. And this is a guy that. I think there's been one article in his favor in the entire time I have read anything on the Leafs. Okay. And I think it was from Pension Plan Puppets. Oh, Katya had yeah, yeah, yeah. Katya Knapp had the I think it's it's Nape, right? Or Nap? I'm not sure. Sorry, Katya, my apologies. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I've right. only seen it spelled, not said. Yeah. So yeah. she she wrote an article I think a year and a half ago on it was like two years, yeah. yeah on <laughs> how Korshkov might actually be good. Yeah. And everybody else, and I think somewhat rightfully so, the guy broke his leg twice. Yeah, like there wasn't a ton of footage, and he didn't play hockey very right. often and because the, he kept getting hurt. And mm -hmm. the other option was they could have drafted DeBrincat. Could have drafted DeBrincat. He kept getting hurt. He wasn't getting into hockey games. Uh, and remember, he was drafted as a 20-year-old, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, an overager. There was no real reason, unless you did a little digging like she did, uh, to be optimistic for this player. There just wasn't. Um he had the one goal in his first game with the Marlies last year. Hooray. That was all he got. That was his only point. And he has come uh, into the preseason kicking absolute ass. What was great was on they put him on the power play last last night. And they he just sat his six foot seven ass in front of the net. He's just a badger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like a giant badger. Yeah, he's huge. <laughs> the guy's huge. Um and so it's been that's been kind of fun to watch because obviously Mike Babcock, Mikheyev and Korshkov are big boys, right? And I say six foot seven because when they're on skates, that's how they look. Right. But I don't actually know. Uh but but the point is that Mike Babcock likes those big guys. I like those big guys too, if those big guys can play. And those big guys can play. Korshkov might be uh, exactly what they need. Because waivers is probably going to be a problem. Like, I expect them to lose a guy at least, 
maybe even two. Everybody got through today. Uh, Aber, Godet, which everybody was freaking out about. Godet, I like him. Yeah. Uh, ben Harper and Jordan Schmaltz are all clear. Hooray! Yeah, we'll get to that later. But, yeah. Um, Korshkov, because he can go up and down, um, is super appealing to them, right? Because like, put him anywhere. Yeah, you, you might lose an Agostino. You might lose a Shore. Goddad is apparently safe. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fact that Korshkov looks this good and you have some control contractually, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I have, listen, off the ice, I have several notes. Yes. <laughs> On the ice with this team, man. There's no reason about... to complain. No, they had a great about... preseason. The lineup looked great. Everybody played well. No injuries. It was great. Hutchison had the one bad game. He's looked great since. Which is, who cares? It's your backup goalie in the preseason who had a bad game. Yeah, but it's preseason. Your backup goalie had a bad game. Whatever. Anderson allowed one goal. The whole preseason. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The whole preseason. He allowed one goal. Was it four shutouts for the Uh, team? Oh, for the team as a whole? I'm not sure. I think Detroit went 10 minutes in the first period. Between shots, they had a shot Crazy. counter for Detroit, and it was like sixteen to one, yeah. like in terms of shots. Now the third surprise in camp was, and again, it's it's first off, it was the player. Second, it's how we pronounce his name. It's Sandine, everybody. Uh, I don't know Rasmus Sandine. We still don't know. It's they let's say call him Sandine, and we're calling him Sandine. I'm going with Sandine because it's close to Sunday. Sunday. So if if that if Sundin, <laughs> if that's how you pronounce it in Swedish, Ian, the I N is Ian, so it's Sandine to me until I'm it's corrected. Probably like Sundune or probably. something. Uh, but he looks <laughs> like he looks like the kind of guy that you're that. Well, I mean, he's everything they need. Mm-hmm. Everything they need. He's everything they the need. The only thing that's not perfect about him, not right-handed. <laughs> that's the that only is the thing. only complaint. Hey, hey, but you know what? If they asked him to change hands, I think he would, and he'd be fine. <laughs> man, he's a good player, man. He's very, very they, good. They played him 31 minutes. They played him. It's it's amazing watching Babcock go full jigsaw mm. and just saying, I want to play a game. And, like, he's been doing, like, little versions of that with certain guys. Like, oh, so you want to be on the Leafs. He played Sandy in 31 minutes. Sandine as a third-pairing defenseman is never going to play that much. No. He'll be lucky to hit 15 on yeah. most nights, and he more than doubled that. Well, and it's funny because, you know, Martin Marincin, at least out of last season, I'm like, okay, he's got to finally be done with this this franchise, right? So he goes <laughs> to the World Championships, plays his freaking lights out. Like, it was, a, was great, and Babs was like, where was this? And, well, and if you watch him play in the minors, too. He's great. He's really good at that level. So, like, I remember, like, like a what, classic tweener, right? Yes, sort of? well, the, in, in the Marley's final that we watched, remember we were going, we went to game uh, game seven, yeah, and we went to a few other games as well throughout that year. He's got like dangles, yeah, mm-hmm. he's got yeah. Dangles. yeah. He had he the looked you really shall not good. pass thing though, that like he just denied, no, you will not get into yep. yeah. d- denial, denial, denial. What was interesting is last night when you like and 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 you know with those two together, they seemed to, as we mentioned, complement each other so perfectly. But when Marincin got took a stinger after one of the plays, I was like, oh no, he's not injured. Please God, don't oh. be injured. And I was like. Not that I, not that on a personal level you don't care that any player is injured, but like I had never cared so, I'd never been so worried for Marty Marincin. Like well, I was worried. like, oh my God, I want him in the starting lineup. He's played so well, right? Yeah, I've been rooting for Marincin ever since. Well, because it seemed like he never really got a fair shot in Edmonton. No. So right away, we're like, all right, screw it. We're going to revive this guy and the Leafs really need him. And they keep giving him chances and he keeps flubbing it. And. You want to talk about flubbing it. 
who had more of a tap in for an NHL job than Jordan Schmaltz? Dude, yeah. he's hmm. he's a right-handed defender who they got for Andreas Borgman. They need right-handers so bad. So bad. Lilligren didn't he was fine. I thought people were too hard on him. Oh, yeah. But like, he's fine. He's just not Sandine. There was no reason to rush him. That, yeah, Have him go down to the Marlies, do his thing, His get biggest thing is that he's not Sandine, and people are upset about that. Well, he's still an incredible AHL defenseman already. And now that Sandine's not there, he's probably going to get more opportunity to oh, yeah. like kill penalties and be on the power play. I mean, they were, they were hoping like to bring that pair up together because the two of them play together a lot. It would have been nice, and maybe that's the plan at the end of the year. But Schmaltz, I, I was waiting for him... Most guys got better as the preseason went on. He got worse. His yeah. best game was the first one. He giveaways, taking penalties, and Marty Marincin just stapled himself to the kid. Funny, eh? And it worked out great. Well, and it, what, what was interesting about that is you've got a former first-round pick, so there are skills there. But something Mike Babcock has always said about Martin Marincin that I... I have to admit, like you're talking about Schmaltz, right? Having well, yeah, I think the yeah. same. I think he's got there's a there's a comparison there with Martin Marincin and, and and Schmaltz, and the reason it, is that the skill is there. Mm-hmm. And this is what they've always said about Marincin: mm. the skill is there, it exists. It's what's happening between the ears, and it seemed like Schmaltz's confidence wasn't there. It just seemed like he was fighting it a little bit, and that's what can happen. Training camp short enough that that can happen. He might be fine, dude. Rosen was terrible when he first arrived in the organization, and. He might, he might be, uh, play games for Colorado. Oh yeah, like he looks really good. Yeah, uh, he might have played games for the Leafs this year if if uh, if they'd hung on to him. Um, he Nick, yeah, he Nick Shore's another guy that they you know it was almost like last year, going into the season, Nick Shore seemed like the perfect guy for the Leafs to pick up, and he ended up in the KHL. Yeah, so they they pick him up this year. And what what are your thoughts on Nick Shore so far? Like, has he has I mean, advanced stats wise, yeah. he's a darling of that community. He really is, but has he stood out? Has he earned Not this? Not much of a shot. No, the problem, the problem. Nick Shore's biggest problem is he's trying to make the Leafs, and again, they they have six NHL lines. Uh, would you be comfortable with Nick Shore in the NHL? Yes, I would be. Would you be comfortable with Kenny Agostino in the NHL? Yes, actually, he's been very good. Would you be comfortable with the Leafs signing Matt Reed? Yes, I would be. Uh, Pontus Aberg. I'm not. He's not as, a Babcock guy. That's for no, sure. No, I'm not as comfortable. Uh, Tyler Gaudet. Yes, I'd be confident. Surprisingly, with him. like that guy, he, was he 25 years old? Yeah, and like Garrett Wilson played, I want to say over 50 games in the NHL with the Penguins last year. He didn't play a single game for the Leafs because he's mm-hmm. been injured. Uh, uh, oh my God, what's his first name? Casilla. Uh, they got him from the Ducks. Yep, I forgot. Casilla. Uh, Casilla. He got hurt in the in the first game. Like they're so freaking deep. Mm-hmm. They're so freaking deep. It's it sucks for sure. So the so I was tweeting about this on Saturday, I believe it was. Um, but I got the name wrong. The point I'm trying to make is the in in this is so I was talking about the the rumored Connor Brown to Edmonton trade. Now what we thought initially here was that it was going to be Connor Brown for Adam Larson, which in retrospect, how could anyone think that? <laughs> Edmonton's not just going to give up. Uh, I mean, Adam Larson. How could we think that? the NHL. Yeah, and, and but I mean, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Pichirelli in charge though. So, yeah, right, right, um, right. the apparently the deal was going to be Matt Benning, right? Was it not going to be Matt Benning, or was it Ben Hutton? Remember, not we, Ben we, Hutton. It we, was definitely not we, Ben we, Hutton. Are you sure? Yes, because people were like, well, yes, yeah, someone made reference to that. It was definitely not him. I can guarantee oh, because, you, it was not. 
Because people were like, like when I brought it up, people were like rolling their eyes at me, like just make sure that it's not Ben Hutton. Okay. Um. Because no, Matt Benning. So that's Jim Benning's either son or nephew plays for the Oilers. Yes. Unlike Ben Hutton, who has been in the name, but it's yes, not Benning. But it's not him. Played for the Canucks. Right. Right. So Matt Benning. Nick Robertson's a forward. Everybody. Nick he's Robertson's he's a, a Matt Benning's a third pair defenseman. Connor Brown was a fourth-line guy for the Leafs last year, but that doesn't mean he's a fourth-line guy in general. Fourth, third, whatever you want to call him. Jim Benning is Matt Benning's uncle. So Matt Benning's dad is Brian Benning, former NHL defenseman. And Brian Benning's brother is Jim Benning. Okay. Can we talk about how the NHL has, like, 13 last names? Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Like... In a few years, it's yeah. just going to be every, just like, family. Yeah, the, <laughs> just every roster is just going to be a family tree. Um, <laughs> They're all cousins. But the, the Montreal Domies. Here's what I said. <laughs> versus the. Remember that rumored Connor Brown for, and I said Brandon Manning. It's not Brandon Manning. We'll say Matt Benning. Mm-hmm. So remember the rumored Connor Brown for Matt Benning deal last year at the trade deadline. That would have been bad. I think that would not have been good value for the Leafs, to be honest. No. Seems the Leafs. Uh, seems like the Leafs know that that would have been bad, but they were sort of in a desperate situation. And I said, and they didn't want to have to look at something like that again. The D bubble depth, the depth on D at the bubble spot, which is seven, eight, nine, ten, yeah, is so much deeper now than it was. So I much like, deeper. Gravel's fine. Yeah, he's like fine. Him. But that's the thing. It's a bunch of guys. When you're when you're trading at the trade deadline for those depth guys, because you're going to lose a couple defensemen, like yeah. you know, like Travis Dermott with a shoulder or whatever. Um, you're going to have to bring those guys up in the playoffs. They don't want to have to worry about that come trade deadline because they don't want to piss away a fourth, a third, a second-round pick on a guy like that. They made the signings in the summer. They're here. They slipped them through waivers while everybody else was putting people on waivers and nobody can really sign anyone. Mm -hmm. And they're going to play with the Marlies. The Marlies are going to be stacked this year. uh, Well, they ought to be. They should be. Um, And... And then if they need those guys, they'll bring them up, yep. and that's that's great because then you don't have to worry about the the kind of the like nibbling around the the edges at the trade deadline as much. And the Leafs really can't do that because they are so tight against the cap that I don't think that they could make a move. Well, and if you're gonna be if you're committed to being a cap team forever, which the Leafs are, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you're not gonna want to get rid of all those picks because you need them to be your next guys in line. Right, Rasmus Sandin. Apart from being sick, uh, part of the reason he's going to make this team is he's young and affordable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're going to need... But he's let... It's funny, him making the team is a bit inconvenient because he's making more than minimum. If one of the vets on minimum at 775, because he's at... Is he not in the eight? Is he... He's Uh, the second... 894. 894. You know what? Deal with it. So it's 120 grand, but it's still... Like, I think the Leafs have like $40,000. Like, that's it. They're really tight. It's super tight. And it, was, it was suggested today in the athletic that they may have a couple games this year where they don't dress a full lineup. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? They can afford to do it. Sure. Like they'll be fine. Yeah, like who on the fourth line sits? And actually, I want to speak about that because a lot of people, myself included, continually doubt, doubt Freddie Gauthier, and yet here he is. Man. And he looks really good. He, this is the best Freddie Gauthier's ever looked, by the way. His he, skating's so good. Freddie Gauthier last year didn't look like this. He no. looked... There was flashes of this. It was okay. But he didn't look like this. He became this. a better skater throughout the season. But and like, this is the preseason. We got to keep that in mind. It's yeah. the preseason. Of course. But Freddie Gauthier, for sure, deserves to be the fourth-line center. 
There's no question. Well, there was. I think he's going to sort of split duties yeah, with Spezza, which right. I think is good for both of them. Um, and he had Gauthier had one game on the wing last year and was awful. I can't even remember what game it was, but they were like, they just got fed. But that's the sort of experiment, like, like the Nick Patan at center thing from yeah. last year. It's like, can you not watch this fail once and just try it again? <laughs> yeah. You know, just Give it a see. game. Give it a couple games. Give it. Doesn't For matter. the love of God. Like, dude, Kapanen, Matthews, Nylander. I keep going back to this. Babcock gave them one period. Yeah. He gave them one stinking period. Well, I, I wonder Come if... Come on. I wonder if the, the reason that they got fed that game, too, is that was that when Freddie Anderson was down? I can't remember. Because when he was injured, there were a few games. It was like, ooh, There were a few touch-and-go games. Um, it's, it's interesting, though, to see that. Like, and what I like is that, you know... On their strong hands, they'll take the faceoffs. But a lot like with Patrick Marlowe last last year and the year before, Jason Spezza probably doesn't necessarily always want to have the defensive responsibility it takes to be a fourth line center, the energy it takes to get back defensively, and that's yeah. and 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 Mike Babcock needs to have that line trustworthy in a defensive zone start. Well, then, mm-hmm. like this whole so, Babcock trying to make him into a penalty killer just because he's a fourth liner now uh, with Spezza. I'm like, no, ah, he's no, not. He's not. He's not. That's not his skill set. His skill set isn't like going side to side crazy quick. No. You know what I mean? He could just be the fourth line center. W- yeah, why not? And he doesn't need to be on special he's teams. guy. And and power play specialist. Yeah. He'll be on your second unit and he'll do a good job. Yep. Because that's what he does. Yeah. He was he was one of Dallas's like bright spots during their playoff run where they were a double OT loss away from knocking off the blues. People forget, man. Yeah, they were close. And he's great. He's great in the face-off. Dot always has been. Yeah. Sorry, any Stars fans. Um, so, anyway. Old wounds. Uh, now, again, take all of this. Obviously, we're excited about the season. There have been surprises in camp that we that, that genuinely are like, wow, that deserves our praise. However, we don't have the blinders on it. You, you have to understand that it is preseason. Yeah. And, you Blue know, teaching. the— and- Tobias Reeder got two goals yesterday. Bingo. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Now, the now the, 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 there were good surprises, which we've talked about. Now there were bad surprises, which is the Matthew situation. Oh so this God. all stems yeah. from a Montreal Twitter account who, if I'm not mistaken, after the Leafs beat Montreal pretty badly, uh, somehow this guy looked up Austin Matthews. That's the impression I got. That's what I've, been heard, that's what I've heard, too, is that, is that this only came out publicly— because somebody just happened to look up Scottsdale PD, Austin Matthews. I don't know how you do it. Well, I don't know how you would have known. Where would you so start? He said on his Twitter account that he was tipped off about it. And he never revealed where or who tipped him off. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Hmm? So I'll tell you what Steve and I have heard about, about the situation. We have heard privately that Matthews was the captain, was going to be the captain. That's what we've heard. Well, now, we've... We've also heard... It's, that's what everyone's heard sure, for months. But we've heard from reliable people yeah. that Matthews was going to be the captain. CJ sat right there. there right. And, and said, yeah, said Austin Matthews would be the captain. going to be him. Now, the Leafs seem to be changing the, the narrative, which we can get to later. The it, breakdown sure, sure, sure. of how this all went is, is crazy. So I'm going to read a little bit from Katie Strang. Yeah. Basically... Um, a lot of you already know this. Sit yeah, through it, it's got a point. Yeah, and we're we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell too much on because this has been talked about and talked about and talked about again, right? Yeah. The reason I didn't tweet about any of this stuff 
personally was because I was like, let's see how this situation plays out. And I think finally we're at a point where all the information is basically out. Yeah. There might be a video of Matthews trying to jump into the car with his friends that I'm might come out. I'm waiting for it to come out. But I've, I've accepted that that video is going to come out and it's going to suck. Yeah, it will suck. But essentially... Um, what happens is Austin Matthews and his buddies try to, to get into this security guard's car at his condo in Scottsdale. They think it'll be funny at 2 a.m. to jump in and see how she'll react. Right. Now, you don't need me to tell you that's insanely stupid, irresponsible. Any word that you want to associate, terrible. Yeah. Now, on top of that, what makes it worse is that it's a female security guard, and these are three grown men. It's 2 a.m. They're smashed out of their minds, and she has PTSD because she's a veteran. Now, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, so that, so that, that's a part of it. It's not necessarily. That's not the focus. The fact is, they tried to do something extremely stupid, and then he pulls down his pants and like moons her with his underwear on. Um, Which is yeah. And sure. he and so and according to the condo board, he's been a problem all summer. Mm -hmm. That uh, was one of the many parts that uh, alarmed me. Wasn't talked about enough. Yeah, like he's a known quantity there. That's not good. Ain't good. So, you know, the thing, the thing, this is the quote that stood out to me. Because Austin Matthews' dad, who you've met. Uh, Brian. He arrives on scene. Yep. To get the, to get the boys. And comes in and says, you're, you're full of shit. This okay. never happened. And yeah. this would have gone away. She said that. I wouldn't have said a thing. If it wasn't for that, she said, quote, the fact that you're denying it and your pompous dad is acting like you're practically Jesus and you'd never do such a thing. He had no response after they sent him the footage. He didn't have nothing to say. I had no intention of doing any of this. But when I saw the condo manager and she said, thank God they had the footage because the father was acting like my son would never do something like that. And he's never done anything like that. And everything she's saying is not true. Now you're calling me a liar. And I now take offense to it. Now I'm pissed off. Now it's going to, my, going to be my goal to show you that, no, your son did do this. And if he can start doing this now and you're covering for him, then what's... Uh, then what's to say it's not going to get worse when he gets older? And that's what rubbed me the wrong way. Like, how dare you just lie? And maybe mm. if you were drunk and don't recall, I'm pretty sure you remember some of it because your friends stressed to me, don't tell management. Doesn't that quote say it all? Now, I can understand. Man. Let, let, like, listen, t just take, your, take yourself out of, out of your own reaction to this. And I think everybody's was pretty much the same. What a fucking stupid situation to get yourself into. Yeah. Like, are you kidding right. me? This yeah. is fucking stupid. Yeah. And we've all been 22 and stupid, but that doesn't make it excusable. This is insane. Yeah. The, the yes. point, this is the problem. The problem is, as a dad, think about yourself as a dad in this situation. Your son got a check for $15.3 million on July 1st. Mm -hmm. Your instant thought, by the way, you have no idea what it's like to have that kind of wealth. No, Your instant and, thought, or to even be a father. Like, I, I don't know... I don't know what it would be like to burst into. Was it a police station or no? I, it was at the at the at the condo. condo. I, I don't know what that's like. What sort of instincts kick in? I, I mean, you've only been a dad for a few months, but it seems like being a parent does crazy shit to your head. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, that isn't just a lack of sleep. Yeah, but you have the tendency, I think, and my my kid's four months old, so I don't really know this for sure. But you have the tendency to think the best of your child and want to think the best because you, as a parent, are reflected in them. Yeah, right. How they react is a direct 
direct um, in direct proportion to how you parented them, or at least it is to a point. But this is a 22 year old man, adult, yeah. has been an adult since he was 18, yeah. can drink. There supposed to be a leader. Yes, right. all that shit. And so he probably and I and I have to say I think this this needs to be acknowledged. I'm not excusing it, but I think it needs to be acknowledged. The fact that his son has come into incredible wealth mm -hmm. recently. Not that he didn't make millions before, but this, like, 15 million over four it's million is different. Notch. It's different. It's a couple notches. If, if you're Brian Matthews in this situation, my thinking is he probably thought this person's after money. Maybe. And that doesn't mean that it excuses anything. So save your fucking tweets for me, okay? Stop coming for me. You, well, I'm just trying to and, tell and you that, that there's isn't that always a... the place everyone goes? Right. Like, come on, man. Now, come does that man. excuse what Brian did? No. No. And and this is this this is the best part about this. I was talking it was funny. We were talking on uh, on Virgin Mornings um about it. We talked a little bit about it on the air. That's how big a story was. It made it to Virgin Radio, right? I like, saw that. Yeah, like I we're like that. we're was... a pop music station. We're not supposed to talk about that stuff, but it was a big deal. But it's yeah. So it's a it's an enormous story in the city and it's not really hockey related. Jax who absolutely can't stand when we're talking about sports, which is all the time because it's Jesse and TJ and I always talking about sports made a really good point. And she said, "You know what?" This could be the best thing that ever happens to him because she said if he wasn't caught here, it would have been something worse down the line. And she said, imagine this. He's the captain of the Leafs and this comes out. Yeah. She said he's not ready, clearly, and he's yeah. not. There's no question about that. Yeah. And she said captaincy aside, himself and his father need to take a look at a couple of things. The first thing is they need to take a look at who he's hanging out with. You are, by the way, this, and I, I truly believe this. I believe it was Richard Branson that said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Oh, shit. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so be careful with who you surround yourself with. If there's anybody in your life right now that's poison, get rid of them because they're poisoning you. Yeah. And, or... and then beyond that, beyond that, you have to look at this as a humbling experience for both of those guys too. Yeah. Pull, yourself, pull your heads out of your asses, both of you. And and no, Austin can make mistakes, Brian. Well, and it's possible. Like and he, Austin, you can't pull this shit. You won't no, skate. No, and and like I'm pretty. <laughs> you won't skate. Uh, he looks pretty ashamed, and yeah. a lot of people are picking apart his words. I don't think there's much he can. He's legally he's, allowed to say. Yeah. If, if you didn't like the apology, sorry, it's in. It's before the courts. He can't make an apology yet. You he can't say anything. So if you don't like the apology, too bad. I understand, but too bad. He can't like, say anything. Tavares, uh, it was either Tavares or Riley are both like, oh, yeah, we're supporting our teammate. Well, supporting your teammate doesn't mean supporting his actions. No. And also, what did you, I'm sorry, what did you think they were going to say? Yeah, well, you know, Austin. Fuck him, am I right? right? <laughs> like, what, what, did, what did you think? Yeah. Now, I've seen a lot of tweets like, uh, uh, what, you never done anything stupid while drunk? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. The point is now as a 31-year-old man, I look back on my drunken escapades when I was 22, and there were plenty, and they were really stupid, and a lot of the stories I have about myself are secondhand because I don't remember them. I look back on them, like, with, with shame, right? I look back on them with a little bit of fear, too. Like, mm -hmm. I'm afraid of ever being, like, that drunk again. Uh, it's called it, learning. It's mm -hmm. called learning, right? So uh, it sounds like he had his fun. Yeah. It's time to knock it off. 
This yeah. doesn't mean he can never have a drink again in his life. No. Uh, go out on the town with your friends, but he overdid it. Yeah. Now, the initial story, people are like, oh, he got in a bar fight. Now, thank goodness he didn't put his hands on anybody. But, you know, trying to get into a car, uh, the the pants thing, it's all, it was a really stupid decision he made while drunk. A, dis, a really stupid decision he made while sober was not to tell anybody. And his agent, who should absolutely know better, are you actually out of your mind trying to keep this from the Toronto Maple Leafs? Did you think no one would ever find out? And what if... It sounded like they were days away from naming him captain. Mm -hmm. What if they had? What if it comes out th that day and the sea is already on I the sweater? I can almost they... guarantee you it would have. Can you imagine? I can almost guarantee you it would have come out. If it hadn't come out through that Montreal tip-off on Twitter, I can almost guarantee you that story comes out the night, that night. Thank goodness the Leafs played the Habs before the Red Wings. Yeah. <laughs> out of principle, you have to suspend them, right? I think so. Just because if you... Who, the Leafs or the Leafs? Yeah, on, if the Leafs, it comes out the same day you name as captain. That's just so embarrassing. Oh, that day. Yeah. Oh, 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 I, in that scenario. They, I'm actually surprised that they haven't... Like, I guess it's because it's before the courts and they don't want to say... Right. But I'm well, really surprised that they haven't said, you know what? Because the Leafs are socially and want to be socially very forward and right. want to send a message. I am surprised at how little we've heard, and I think it's because it's... For, because it's before the courts, but I wouldn't be shocked if he sat again. I wouldn't be. The So I have a couple thoughts there. One, they may, because of the cap, literally not be able to afford that. Right. Even the one game. Because we're talking, they really got a nickel and dime this year, so they might not be able to do that. The other thought, if I'm Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan and like the Board of Governors, is, you know what? We're paying you $11.6 million, uh, whatever it is, against the cap. He's actually making 15 in his first year. You yeah, were saying it was 15, over 15. 15 we're or paying something? you over 15 million dollars to play hockey this year. Get out there and friggin' play hockey. Right. Get and out don't there. and don't you dare give me any other like he's. There's no talk back. There's no nothing yeah, this year. Your lesson in this because uh, okay, we'd suspend you if we could. We're not really in a position to do that. Also, you're our best player. Like friggin', you you get on the ice, mm -hmm. you score some goals. And you shut up. You don't say anything before the game. You don't say anything after the game. You lay low for a little while because you done goofed. This is your penance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And But, I mean, that's hockey consequences. It pales in comparison to... Right. And here's the he's thing. Got a quirk, I, I don't know how they thought that was never going to come out. I don't know how they thought mm. that was the right move. That, to me, is wild. And here, I'll say this. Um, or maybe... Maybe we're getting off topic. Say you know it. what? I'll save no. I'll save it for the. We're gonna have a Marner conversation later with the ranting and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'm gonna save it because it's it's distracting from he shouldn't have audited done it. Right. And for anybody that defended the action itself, including Don Cherry in today's Toronto Sun, give your head a shake. Like if Steve did that, I'm not gonna defend Steve. I'm going to support Steve and be like, wow, that was fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Want to never do that again? We're yeah. still best friends. Have you ever been but... a drunken moron? Yeah. Yes. And I'm ashamed of it. Dude, I, I one time, this is, it was my first ever experience with a keg. Uh, and the dangerous thing about kegs uh, that I learned very early on in my drinking experience is there's no receipt. When, when yeah, you... there's no pile up of bottles. 
Right, or bottles cans. or cans or and I just I just drank my face off with like no moderation, obviously. Mm-hmm. Didn't know and I was 19. I'm like, I'm going to get messed up. And, and you got energy for days, right, when you're 19. Yeah, and I the the my first memory the next day was at 1 in the afternoon. Like that's that's how hungover I was or still drunk. And the story I I tried to fight my friend's dad. What happened? Tell the story. He, I, I tried to punch him, and he, I luckily missed, and he just put me to bed. And his, the friend's dad was a police officer. Police officer. Who was just trying to get you to bed. It was, yep. And allegedly, I don't, I wasn't there. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember any of it. And, like, the, I know this guy. I see him all the time. And you love and him. Ev- and I love him. And every moment I'm with him. No matter what we're talking about, I still want to go, by the way, okay, hey, can you pass the ketchup? Also, sorry about that time I tried to punch you. <laughs> like, it's it's, been, yeah, it's yeah. been over a decade, and I'm still mortified by it. Right. And I should be. Yeah. And I should be, and it's served as a lesson for the rest There's, of my life. Don't friggin' do that. It's it's gotten it's gotten far. It was. I mean, I I have to be honest with you. I've always laughed at that story. I think it's funny, but because <laughs> it turned out funny. It right. turned out funny. It right. turned out funny. It very much did I not connect, have. I connect. It's not funny. It's not funny. Yeah. Bingo. Well, maybe it is because I don't know how much power you would have had in that swing. To be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, I'm sure he would have. Yeah, he would have turned you around real quick. Yeah, I, I. He'd had he'd had swings at him before. I think he'd blocked it. But I was but, at his mercy though. Sure, because he handled it like an adult, mm-hmm. and I handled it like a friggin' irresponsible child that was not a child. I was a legal adult. Exactly. The point here I'm, is, like, I'm not proud of it. There's no defense of what, it. You know what, what I mean? What was it for you though? It was a learning experience. Teachable moment. Very teachable. So there's no, and this is the. You you shouldn't have to read out of a textbook. Don't get so drunk that you try to fight your friend's dad. The (laughs) distinction, yeah, but but apparently that was a lesson that I needed to learn that way. The distinction here is that yes, it's a teachable moment, and on the scale of crimes you can commit, pretty low for Matthews. But well, yeah, but keep saying that. The point here is that it's not defensible. That's the part that got me is people going, well, boys will be boys, or well, you've never been stupid, right. or whatever. Don't defend it. You don't need to defend it. Yeah. It's It was dumb. Uh, they're going to have to sort it out in the courts. He's going to have to feel like shit about it for a while. Um, and there will probably be consequences for this. And we'll see what those are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's, and like, the, that's the story. And like we're three guys sitting in a room, and a lot of stuff after the fallout on Twitter was a lot of women sharing their stories about dudes uh, being six foot two being next to them in the middle of the night and them carrying keys in their hand just for that potential danger that they face in everyday life. And from that perspective, it's just, it's gut-wrenching. And I'll be honest, my first thought was, because the, the, I guess the, the hook of the story for me, the first time I heard it was, oh, he, you know, pulled down his pants and did the old ace ventura hello uh (laughs) and and i was just like oh what a what a goof like what what a moron and it did admittedly take me a moment to look at it from that perspective yep yeah you know there i think there's a lot of guys who are asking questions in this uh saga whatever you want to call it without bothering to try to answer it themselves well that's why i didn't tweet 
That's why I didn't tweet about it. That's why I, I held back. I the one. Because I wanted to, for me, it was just my personal cho choice, but I felt like everybody else was throwing their opinions out there, and well, I was like, what's what's one more? Who cares? Yeah. And but, I didn't want a repeat of like what happened with the Morgan Riley stuff last sure, year. Sure, where everybody canceled which, Morgan Riley, and then, it, and then it came out. That's the thing. That's why yeah. you want to wait a little bit just to see. But Jesse makes the, the most important point. That is probably one of the scariest situations that person has ever been in and we're talking about a military vet yeah or just it's a scary one you know and, and sure. needlessly so yeah pointless it, needless stupid and you know your security it's a dangerous job and everything it shouldn't but, be at a high-end fucking condo though well no like that <laughs> that should be I mean, ideally, you don't need any security ever, and you don't need any police ever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess you're there for the dangerous moments. Right. But it was, you, you pay, if you're the perpetrator of the da dangerous moment, there are consequences yep. for it. Yeah. Now, there was another perspective. Did you have something to say? Uh, I was just going to say, when you, you just keep compounding the things that happen in the story, and it just keeps getting worse. You know, you tell yeah. the initial story of, Okay, it's him drunkenly at night. Then it's him knocking on the window of a woman's car at night. Then it's him mooning her. And then it's the dad coming in. And then it's the hiding it from the from the GM. And it's just every single part of the story is another thing that just makes it even worse. And yeah. it's just so disappointing. Well, and there, and there's no, uh, you know, and the, this is this is so many layers down in terms of uh, relevance in the story, but. If he comes out and admits it and tells the Leafs and everything, they can just go, rip, here's what happened. Mm -hmm. Yep. But like. And there's, then there's one less terrible layer. It was like three or four days right. where we were learning new detail. And I'm just like, oh my God. And oh, this is. I wanted to scream enough, but like, obviously the situation is what it is. But it was. Evidently. He, he the, couldn't, couldn't have handled it worse. It was such a slow burn of bad news. Yeah. Couldn't have handled it worse. Yeah. yeah. It, that that could have been handled, oh. like you said, and then, and then, yeah. and evidently the agent is still still indignant that that's the right that was the right course of action, which to me I'm like I'm gonna fire my agent. Right? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's terrible advice. No, another perspective, and it's a relevant one. So this is uh, Michelle Storino. Mm -hmm. uh, she uh, covers hockey, and I I don't know what else her background is because she's got a PI license. So she tweeted this. I'm a woman with a security background and a PI license. If she could not tell they were drunk, uh, then her observation skills were lacking. If she truly felt in danger, why didn't she stay in her vehicle and lock the doors? Or better yet, she did drive away. She had options. So that's what she said. Yeah, she was. The, the, the point is she didn't even need. The, the point <laughs> that she would even have to consider that right. is the well, point. She shouldn't have to do that. The point is that she should have never been in that situation. Yeah, and also when, when <laughs> once she got out of the car... You know, he he didn't then, un unless I'm completely getting the story wrong, he didn't then try to get in the car. He tried to get in the car when she was in the car. And it was already So long. her getting right. out of the car is, I well, don't know how relevant and, it is. And it's not so about what you point. do. In the, it's not yeah. about how she escapes the right. situation. It's the fact that she yeah. had to escape at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I can appreciate someone trying to offer, hey, I'm a sure. woman and also I have some expertise in this field. Yeah. But I just I just feel like yeah, no matter what, it's a bad situation. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's here's what it is going forward. Because, you know, instantaneously, people are like, well, I can never look at him the same again. And that's fine if that's your opinion, whatever. Uh -huh. I look at this as, and, and Ashley Docking from actually from the, from the fan, when I worked with her, we were talking about far more serious situations from the NFL at that particular moment. But she said, I said, what would it take for you to have a player who 
came back from X crime or whatever it was that was really stupid for you as a woman to say, um, because it had specifically to do with that. I said, well, for, for you to say, okay, you know what? I believe that this guy genuinely has made uh, a turnaround in his life. And she said, receipts. I want to see receipts. I want to see him give back. Yeah. No, not just growth. Not just that it doesn't happen again, because that's the bare minimum. Right. It's, are you volunteering? Have you done this? Have you done that? Have you gone to like, and, and I'm not saying that Matthews needs like counseling or whatever, but dude, go out and do something good now. Yeah. Well, and, and, and continue to do something good. You've done something stupid. And he does. He does. The, the people at Sick Kids go out of their way every time I see them to be like, Matthews is in here all the time. Sure. This isn't about him being a good or bad person. It's he did a bad thing. Yeah. Sometimes good people do bad things. And we'll have to make up for it. Uh, and sometimes, I don't know, maybe people are good in some ways and a pain in the ass to their condo and others. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it's not, there's nuance, man. Yeah. Like not everything is so black and white. Um, I'm confident enough in this guy that he'll learn from it. He'll grow from it. He'll have receipts. This is never happening again. This is, uh, it can't. I cannot, I would not, I would be shocked. I really would. I don't, I think this is the, he learns from this. Mm. He, you bet he's going to learn from it. Um, but that's later now. Deal with it now. He's got to deal with it. Right. And he's got to eat um, some And for everybody that's like, well, maybe he could still be captain. He's not going to be captain, guys. He's not. Absolutely and the Leafs not. are going to change the narrative. They're going to be like, well, he wasn't really going to be captain anyway. He was going to be captain from what we know. I think so. And yeah, it's going to be so. Tavares or Riley now. Either are great choices. And you know what's good about this? Clearly, he's not ready. So now we know. He's super not ready. He's, he's not yeah. ready. And, and you know, he's going to go out there. He, Dude, he could win a Rocket Richard trophy this year. Sure. Um, but in terms of the captaincy, which means something outside of hockey, mm -hmm. now's not the time. And at a certain point, Jerome McGinley was passed over the captaincy, and he went to the management. And Jerome McGinley, who never did anything wrong ever, was like, when, when, I, when am I going to get this? And like, don't worry, Jerome, you will. And he will. Ma Austin Matthews will be captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs eventually. I, that, of that, it's, it's up to him. Of that, I'm sure. It's up to him. See, I he, believe in it. I think he will. He's a good enough player. Like it's, it's and I think he's a good enough person. And I think that you do something stupid. And let's let's. So I think a month from now, people are like, you know what? Really fucking stupid. Wish it hadn't yeah. happened. And I think he probably feels the same way. But you're going okay. But we know Austin to be this one thing. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, we can we can at least think. Well, that's. I believe the ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Mm -hmm. And we'll see if this happens again. If it becomes a pattern, then it's a problem. This this could be, um, and this is obviously not the first priority of the situation, but this could be a really transformative moment for Kyle Dubas, I think. Why do you say that? We've seen him frustrated before. And we've seen him, like, throw, like, passive-aggressive digital shade. You know, with liking certain things. Yeah. Like Nick Robertson's a forward. It's, that's his most recent one. That That's hilarious. He looked furious. He looked really. As he should be. Really. As I he found should out, be. Him saying, I found out on Twitter like everyone yeah. else. And good for him for telling everybody that and being honest about yeah. it. And by the way, I believe him when he says that. Oh, yeah. yeah. A oh, lot yeah. of people are like. How could the Leafs not have known? I'm sorry. You think Austin Matthews, Austin Matthews' parents, and Austin Matthews' representation are going to let the Leafs tell everyone that they found out that way when it's not true? Mm -hmm. It makes him look terrible. 
Yeah. It makes them look terrible. If it's not true, why would they mm-hmm. allow think, them to say that? But that was a that was a Dubas going, this is your bed, now you're going to lay in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe Dubas didn't run as tight of a ship as Lou Lamorello. Lou Lamorello had this sort of hand of God <laughs> fear about him. He might have just screwed it up for everybody. I think playtime's over. This This team has thoroughly lost its baby fat um it's not cute anymore it's no. not cute anymore <laughs> it uh, was cute against washington it stopped being cute last season yeah uh Nylander to a lot of people although that's completely different marner to a lot of people although that's completely different and now, and now matthews. matthews um you know and and that's the tip of the iceberg uh it's lost its baby fat and th- this is what i was going to say earlier and I'm it's I'm shoehorning it into this conversation, but like with the so there's the Miko Rantanen signing. Yep. Right. So you've got Rantanen, Line A, and Connor all signing. So Line A got a two year deal, six point two five or six point seven five. Seven five. But it's two years. Uh, Kyle Connor has a seven year contract, uh, fifty million bucks. Miko Rantanen six year, fifty five point five million. Yeah. So Rantanen, I, I couldn't find a good reason why he should make less than Marner. There isn't. <laughs> uh, there isn't. And people were showing me, like, tax stuff and whatever. Until that's factored into the cap, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Until it's factored into the cap, which it never will be, I don't care. One deal is more than the other. So, uh, the hot rumor. So, Mitch just sat and he sat and he sat. And I've reason to believe he consulted with uh, William Nylander, who's his teammate, right? Yeah. Like, so, of course he did. Um, you know, how do I get the most out of this? And I've always said the whole summer how embarrassing it is that the rest of the league was waiting on Mitch Marner's contract because they thought he was going to get overpaid the most. That's the truth. They mm-hmm. thought he was going to get overpaid the most and he was going to be everyone else's meal ticket. Mm-hmm. And that all falls on Kyle Dubas. Kyle Dubas is going to overpay him the most. So there's disrespect in that regard. There's disrespect. Like, it's it's not just foolish. It's disrespect to not tell the general manager of your hockey team that you've been charged with something. Like, that. there's always Lou and Dubas comparisons that I think are unfair. I think it's perfectly legitimate to say Lou would have known. Mm-hmm. Lou would have known. And I think... We don't, well, we don't know that. No, of course not. It's a yeah. fantasy scenario. I have a sure. hard time believing Lou, Lou gets sandbagged by that. I just do. There was a fear. There was a fear hmm. of okay, from his that authority. Perspective. Okay. Yeah, there was a fear of hiding things if from you talk him. Not in terms of he had phones bugged and he no, could find no, out anything. No, and no. If, no. if was, something happens was, to Matthews, he knows. It would have been, oh, fuck, what happens if, if we don't tell him? Right, right. Right. Not from a, I could probably keep this from him. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay, that yeah. makes sense. And so Dubas has been disrespected. In contract talks, he's been disrespected uh, in this regard, however you want to uh, word it. And I I think he's done playing games. I think Dubas is done playing games, and people are going to feel a little bit of wrath. <laughs> mm. Like, people are, I, you know, what does he do something as petty as, okay, you all have to shave again? <laughs> you know, no, you know what I mean? I don't think like, so. Like, I don't know if it's that. But uh, best believe 
something about his his career as a general manager in this league is about to change or has changed. Mm-hmm. I think partly because of this incident. And you know what? If he's any good, we'll never know. Right. Now, We will again, not see it. That is, you know, some people are going to go, how are you talking about that? No, d- dude, it's... It's layered, for God's sake. There's yeah. there's several things to all of this, but that that one hasn't been talked so, about, and I think it's fascinating. When you talk about the the line A Connor Ranton, and I think the Ranton is the yeah. best c- comparison because they're similar players. I yeah. I've here what? Just oh, one, sorry. Continue. What, oh, sorry. I, I wasn't just sure. one last thing, please, uh, guys. When women offer their perspective on something. It, listen to them because you don't have that perspective. Shut up Sorry for a second. Yeah, shut, shut up the, for a second yeah. and just fuck fucking up. listen. Like yeah, that like I don't get that. Yeah. If at the end of it you go, eh, you know, whatever. It, fine, but at least fucking listen for a second. For it's, one millisecond, that's all you got to do. I hate to Sorry, tell that people that was the, the last thing I wanted to say. It's about possible it. that you yeah. don't know everything. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. You know what? I would even go as far as to say likely. <laughs> you have not experienced everything. You have not read every, every book. You've not been in every situation. Listen. Yeah. Now, with the actual dollars that Rantanen paid versus what Marner pay, or got paid, obviously, you know, it's two million bucks more, basic. Two and a half million bucks more that, that Marner's making than... Uh, one and a half. What's that? One and a half. Well, one and a half, sorry, with Rantanen. Yeah. Um, but it might be two and a half more than what he should have made. Right. Oh, is this from Ian Tullock? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it it could sting them. And, I mean, watching him this preseason, I'm not, I'm definitely not watching him going, oh, that overpaid bum. He's, no, he's, he's been still great. disgusting. Yeah. He's still really good, but that's besides the point. Miko Rantanen mm-hmm. is also going to be disgusting for less money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can't sit there and say Mitch Marner's making market value because he's not. He's, he's absolutely making, he's making right. above it. Yep. Yeah. I would say Nylander, based on how he'll perform this year, just a guess, is making well below market value, though. Insanely so below what, market value. What you value. saved, what I believe what William Nylander, Nylander will give you this year is you could say Matthews is a little overvalue, but I even then I'm like, man, he's pretty freaking good. I um, was, le- I, dude, he had the most uh, five on five goals in the entire NHL. Behind Connor McDavid, and he scored them at a higher rate because he was injured. Mm-hmm. He, that's a superstar. Yes, that's a superstar. So one ninety-point year is not a superstar. It's a superstar in the making potentially, but Rantanen had back-to-back 80, 80 plus seasons. eighty-seven or something. It was crazy. Marner's topped seventy points once, mm-hmm. and he has not topped thirty goals. I think he's going to be a disgusting player. I'm so stoked that he's on my team, mm-hmm. but ten point eight nine three. Holy shit. I think, though, when you look at it, um, what you saved on Nylander, you paid extra on Marner. That I have. The combo of the two of them way. together to me is yeah. about what you should be paying for. Hopefully those two it's players. a wash. Yeah. yeah Hopefully I think you it take is. one million from there, you add it to there, it's kind of. That's, th- that's my thinking. Yeah. Is that like, okay, so you, like it, well, again, it, well, I know $2 million or a million dollars would have really helped them in this cap crunch that they're in. But what does a million dollars really get you in the NHL? Well, in that rumor, well, Kevin LeBanc, apparently, but uh, that that rumor, or, or Pat Maroon, or yeah, <laughs> uh, the the rumor that um, Marner would have taken eight times nine, but this was before he you would have had the ninety four point You would have said Kyle Dubas is insane, and Nylander would have been like, "Well, what the fuck? I deserve that." Yeah. So there's eighteen million, but between the two, which is roughly what they're getting combined now. So. 
It's all about how you look at it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I choose to look at it, and I think that's how the Leafs have to look at it because there's, you know, they are paying Nylander under is six point nine million dollars is a lot less than what a guy who's I think going to get seventy points this year um, would be making. You know, if Kevin Hayes is making seven million bucks, William Nylander for sure is a good deal. Now, uh, moving on to you know, because I think we're you know what I'm really sick of, and I told I said this last the last numbers. episode, so sick of every RFA being compared to Mitch Marner, but I think it's going to happen for the next three years. Like I just don't think it's going to stop. Yeah. Now, with all of this, I mean, it was Leon Drysaddle, and then he scored fifty goals. So yes, yeah, and then now he's being underpaid. Yes, yeah. with all of this happening, um, we did we did talk about how good the Leafs really could be. They look really good. They do look really <laughs> they look good. Really good. Do they look good enough to you guys to win the athletic or the athletic the Atlantic? They do. Do you think that they can beat Tampa? Because if they, they do. there's yeah, an argument to be made. If you win the Atlantic, you win the President's Trophy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a really good division. Yeah, it's a really good division. Like Boston um, could win it too, right? Like, like it's it's sort of. If I'm not mistaken, what was it? Colorado made the playoffs with 90 points. Mm-hmm. I want to say the Montreal. Yeah. Montreal and missed it with like 98, didn't they? 96. Mm-hmm. Man, like, it's a really strong division. Buffalo got better. Florida got better. Boston's Boston. Um, just sort of in a holding pattern of being great. Being annoying. Get the hell out of here. Uh, it's a really, really, really strong division. And the Leafs might be the best. Can I loop in everything we just talked about with the on ice performance? Sure. Okay. What if these two. Back to back, terrible PR stories. Mitch Marner all off season, then Matthews dropping, then this whole captaincy. Who know, who go, who knows what's going to go on with that? What if that affects the on ice performance? Do you think because we don't we don't we don't assume that these guys are just going to play in a vacuum. Like right. they're they're hearing everything, and it's preseason is just preseason. Like I said, Edmonton went six and one last year, didn't make the playoffs. I think they might get off to a slow start. And then ramp it up to what they actually are, mm-hmm. which might be President's Trophy's winner. But like, I I wouldn't fault them if they got off to a slow start just because the summer has been probably been so heavy on them. I wonder, especially the last two weeks. Though. Like, I wonder By if this focuses doing. you up. By their own doing, what right. to that point? You yeah. think it focuses them up? Yeah, I mm. I actually think that's what's going on. You think they all band together and they get? Well, I think it's like. Fuck! I don't want to focus on what's going on in my personal life right now because that kind of sucks. Spend uh, every waking moment on the ice. I think Jeff O'Neill nailed it on uh, the broadcast. It was the the day the news broke and Matthews was, or the day after, and Matthews was playing and he scores that goal and he just co- sort of goes, "Yep, thanks." Dap dap gets off the ice. Mm. Like business, it's all business. No fun and games. Stay off Instagram for a while. You know, hey, I'm in Pe- uh, Patrick Marlowe's car. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know what? And there's nothing wrong with having a personality, but it is it is shut up and lay low time. It's, All of them. It's, yeah, it's focus on hockey time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, I loved, uh, what, what did Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry uh, in the NBA final said, um, every time they went on the road, he said, it's a business trip. Wow. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a business trip. And if they have what it takes to win, then that's the perspective they're going to come from. And this will be their learning moment where they mm-hmm. ratchet down. What is the phrase? You ratchet down the hatchets? Bat- batten, batten down, down the, the hatchets. hatchets. Batten down the hatchets. And my, I like mine better. You ratchet down the hatchets. <laughs> and you... Do that, and, too. And then you... <laughs> batten down the hatches. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a Navy term. Uh, down well, the mine's an Army term. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe that'll make them play better. 
So, yeah, hopefully that's what results yeah. from yeah. all of this. Yeah. If they stumble out of the gate, I think it'll be because they play four games in six days. Yeah. Is that really the starting yeah. schedule? Four games in six days oh, wow. uh, against some really good teams. Uh, the Blues are like game three or four. Tampa's, I think, game five. Tampa's in there. I want to say it's Blues-Tampa back-to-back. Yeah. So you got the Stanley Cup winners and the President's Trophy winners. Um, and I want to say they have three or four back-to-backs in October. It's a lot. It's a trash <laughs> first-month schedule. Mm-hmm. They come they come out of that a few games over 500. It's uh, it's not bad. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. It's a pretty good sign of where you are. One thing I was looking at yesterday is that I think the Leafs lost three or four against Ottawa last year. The Leafs finished, by the way, they kick off the season against Ottawa on, on Wednesday. And probably played their worst game of the entire season against Ottawa. That last road game. I, I, I didn't watch the third guy. I had to go watch the dogs or watch, uh, walk the dogs. I don't think I've ever been that mad watching a Leafs game. Really? They were. Oh, we had friends over and I was like embarrassing. I was I was embarrassing. So I, I walked. We had company over and I left the house. So <laughs> I was so friggin mad. The Leafs had 100 points last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boston had 107 points. Mm-hmm. They win those three games, which each of which they should have won. And by the way. People told me to calm down. When they lost that first game to Ottawa, I think it was the second game of the season, first night hockey night in Canada, I said, this will sting. This will come back. This is the shit that matters at the end of the season. People are like, you need to calm down. That's crazy. What are you talking about? One thing I really need to see the Leafs do this year is clean it up against shitty teams. And that's not to say Ottawa's not on the upswing or whatever. The Leafs should beat Ottawa every fucking time. The Leafs should beat Detroit yeah. every fucking time. They should be Columbus. Yeah, yeah, they should yeah. be Columbus. They always have a tough time against Columbus. Yeah, is... Columbus and is a there's no team, excuse though. this year. Yeah, yeah. this time. No excuse. Yeah, there's no different. Bobrovsky in that to rob things. Like right. it's, it's are, different. Can you look up who their goalies are so, again? But the, <laughs> I still don't know. The, <laughs> the the point is that took them from seven points behind the Bruins to one point behind the Bruins. That shit matters. Dude, so, Detroit. Yeah. Well, I was Detroit. Sort of... Every game was the. There was the. They were down four one and made this crazy comeback, lost in overtime. They yep. had another one. They were down three one. Mm. How are you down? Yep. You shouldn't even be down. You should never have been down in the first place. And so, what's interesting is though. So I was reading a, a Jonah Siegel piece today, and he said essentially that the Leafs and Tampa were right on par with each other, scored the same amount of goals, five on five. The difference last year was power play and penalty kill. Tampa mm-hmm. was number one in both because Tampa had an insane seat regular season. The Leafs were eighth in power play, which, when you look at the talent on their top unit, was completely unacceptable. That is not 100%. good enough. Hundred percent. But on the penalty kill, it's even worse. Seventeenth. 17th. Now, I'll tell you, watching the Leafs defense in, again, it's been preseason. I get it. But what a fucking difference it is not to have Ron Hainsey on the top pairing and then Nikita Zaitsev on the next right. Like, what a difference Tyson Berry. And he, yeah. Tyson Berry didn't have a great game uh, yesterday. He was, he was just kind of there. He's been but all right. What a yeah. difference, though. He can make a pass. Yeah. Nikita Zaitsev was throwing a, he was literally throwing like 100 mile an hour fastballs up the ice. He could have given him a shovel. And and that's that's the difference. It's those little things that those guys don't even have to be great. Cody Cece doesn't have to be great, and I don't know if he's capable of being great. I don't know. No, he has to be good. He's got to be just better than that. Have you seen the bingo average? Card? Oh yeah, the Manny Elk one. <laughs> uh, the uh, the one where it's like, is Cody Cece actually good? And then it's like, who who said it? Yeah. I don't know if he's good. I don't. I, we'll see. I wonder if they move on from him part part way through the season too. Like I wonder if they find a trading partner. Do, do, do when we... Dermot comes back. 
does is Cody CC better than Ron Hainsey? Count? <laughs> is is Cody CC actually adequate? Is he better than Zaitsev? That's all I care about. Yeah. Is Cody CC better than the incredibly low bar he has to jump over? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, well, and, he's, I and, know, and guess we'll what see. happens to most most okay players around really good players tend to get better. Yeah. I mean, you're playing with Morgan Riley. Uh, Seven. If it doesn't goals, work here, it might point. not work out anywhere. Twenty goals, seventy point. Morgan Riley. Seventy-two. That's right. Wild. What are you Wild. looking up, Jesse? I was just looking for the uh, Manny Elk chart. Yeah, it's very to, funny. You're on it, by the way. To pull it. Yeah, I saw. I saw it earlier, but I don't have the tweet in front of me. Yeah, it's, it's go, go to his Twitter and search through uh, media. Uh, yeah. the, the biggest flaw in the bingo card is uh, we're all in the same row. Oh, that's not fair. Come on, come right? on, Manny. Come on. Uh here's a fun fact. I think Detroit's going to be a really fun story to watch this year because, remember, Steve Eiserman's there now. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, they're no longer the fumbling, we don't know what we're doing, we're going to sign Mike Green again, Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're now the, we have purpose and intention to every move we make, Detroit Red Wings. I think Detroit's going to suck this year. However, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be pretty bad. Yeah. But they're going to suck with purpose. And that's what the <laughs> Leafs did. When you suck on purpose... Then you then you see gains. Yeah. And there's going to be pain, to quote Pro- Mike Babcock. Protect the young players. So yeah. Zadina's down. Uh, Svechnikov's oh, down. The Red Wings have one first-round pick from the last five drafts on their roster right now. Larkin? No, no. last five? Last uh, five. Man- Rasmussen's Mantha? down. Not Mantha. No. Who is it? Hang on, I'm just bringing it up right now. I... <laughs> Hang on. Dennis Cholofsky. Kolofsky. He was, he was a first-round pick? The only first-round pick in the five, five past five drafts still on the uh, on the roster. I hope I spelled it as never said it. Still name. on the roster? Still on the current roster. Doesn't mean that the rest of the guys have been put down in Grand Rapids. Oh, uh, by the way, okay, okay. I think are going to win, are, are going to be challenging for that uh, the championship. didn't make the team? I'm so, oh, oh, so they're that's, going full pain. That's mm-hmm. on purpose. They're going full pain. Oh, shoot. Oh, Loaded this is like Nylander. Yeah. We had that conversation last show. Nylander was like a top five talented player in the organization. He was their number one center. And he was, yeah, he was on the Marlies. Yeah. Ooh, Red Wings. Fa- well, you know what? You can only go up. Yeah. Well, and they've got it a loaded only... draft this year. Yeah. It uh, is a uh, Merrick every time I see him raves about this draft. Yeah. Raves about This upcoming one? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be a really good first one. round pick for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> unless it's top 10. Unless it's top ten, yeah, it's uh, top, oh, right. it's top it's ten or five protected. Yeah, but, if it's the best pick, the Leafs got to pick it. Mm, yeah, but, but we don't want them to suck. Don't want so it that it's bad, not. So. <laughs> please not suck. Um, <laughs> so it'll be interesting. Grand Rapids will be fun to watch this year because I think they're going to be loaded with talent. Ponta Zaberg for a first. Who says no? Well, no uh, yeah. I wonder if they can't re- like I, I mentioned Cody CC before, but if he looks good, right-handed shot defensemen are hard to come by in the NHL. No. You don't think that they can't trade him? Not for a first. I'm not saying for a first. I'm, but you don't I'm think we saying can, not at all. You don't think that they can recoup assets on him, maybe? It's, you know what, for me... Because, like, if Dermot comes back... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where does he slot in? Exactly. For, and why wouldn't you put Dermot and Riley together? Or Marincin, or, like, whatever it is. I don't care what the combo yeah. is. Dermot's got to play. So does Sandine. It has to... Any trade has to make the team better on ice this year. Um, the future mm-hmm. is great, and you should plan for the future. Uh, but like, I was thinking about Rasmus Sandin, and like, well, if you send him down, like his contract could slide or whatever. No, he's sick. He belongs. 
ice the best possible team. Yeah. Go out there and win a cup. It ain't about tomorrow. It's about now. Yeah, it's it's it can be about both, but it but now but takes now right now yeah. the third pairing is Sandine Marinson, right? Yes, that's yes. what we're going. That's with. what we're. Th- yes. Well, okay. Babs didn't. He didn't. Um, he didn't specifically say that. Yeah. He said, "Well, we got four guys, meaning the top four guys, and we got Sandine, and then we're going to figure the rest of it out." Which you would. You have to say is Marinchin. Like it's not going to be Harper. It's not going to be Schmaltz. It's not going to be Hall or Hall. They no. haven't played together once. I don't think. No, it's not going to be Hall. No. no. And he's the only Hall they should have played last year. They could have used them. This year, I don't think they need him. And what's Dermot's timeline looking like? Uh, Mid November. Uh, yeah, both him and Hyman are mid November. Okay. I think one might come back before the other, but yeah, it'll be yeah, fascinating yeah. too what happens then because you have to think Korshkov maybe makes the team, but I think he can go down without waivers. Yes, so that's why I don't think he will. Well, I think well, he'll make the they, team they now. Can't carry spares, right? Yeah, but what I mean is he makes the team now, and then and then Hyman comes back and he pops down again. Don't they need somebody? Yeah, no, no, because uh, their fourth line could be, uh, it could be Spezza Goat, and I'm trying to think of who's slotting in there. Sure, it could be Shore, mm-hmm. could be Kenny Augustino. Augustino. I'm trying to think of who Patan. was in that Patan, slot. Yeah. Patan. There was someone else. I'm trying to remember. There's so many guys. Trevor Moore. Probably third line. No, Trevor Moore's third. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to remember who Mikhaev's it was. Mikhaev's third. I like... It's it's wild to me how good they've looked. And when Hyman comes back, mm-hmm. one like a guy like Mikhaev or Moore could be on like the fourth line. Mm-hmm. They're so good. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. so, so good up front. And again, like I keep saying, the top nine is locked up for at least the next two years. Yeah, I know what their problems are. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty freaking good. By the way, the cap crunch gets a little bit easier next year. I'm just looking at what the Leafs have projected right now. They got about 14 million next year to play with, and the only position of real need for them is going to be defense because they got CC Muzzin, Barry, Marinchin, and Hall coming off the books. They'll have Sandine. Obviously, yeah. you hope Lilligren's going to be ready for the Sandine Riley. Yeah. So there's two Dermot. thirds of the left side. Dermot's got to be re-signed. Yeah, no, but I'm saying because everyone's like, "Oh, Riley's the only guy." Well, if once Sandine makes the team, he's automatically guy two, right? Who's locked up? Well, and that their entire left side is probably ready to go. It's Riley, Dermot, Sandine, and then they got to figure out maybe they re-sign one of Muzzin or Barry. Um, you know, I would imagine that that's tomorrow. Wanna, yeah, it's tomorrow's problem. That's tomorrow, but they've got the they've got the money to do it. So I don't know if the cap crunch is as bad after this season as people are making oh, I've it. I've seen seem. people talking about like, oh yeah, they're gonna lose Anderson, they're gonna lose Riley. What? What? That's Man, a, they got t- enjoy what's in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Like this, this is the year to enjoy what's in front of you. Eat your meal. Stop setting a table. Eat the di- eat your dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's why my therapist said that to me actually. Oh. He said your biggest problem. This is this is what he said to me recently. He said, your biggest problem is you continue to set the table, but you never actually eat. And he said, you need to eat. You need to, you need to sit sit still for one second and just enjoy what you've created. And I was like, whoa, damn. If you pay close enough attention to the show, you'll get, like, after a few months, you'll get, like, one full therapist session. Maybe. Just <laughs> third-hand therapy, which is always really healthy. Uh, it's super, uh, <laughs> super good. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes gets published also. But, someone you know. who I, I watched at the Nagano Olympics is now the only female pro scout in the NHL, Cami Granato. That's right. With mm-hmm. Seattle. That is right. Adam was, was at the Nagano Olympics, actually. I was actually. there. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. He covered it. I had my Theo Fleury 74 jersey. I still have it. You wore 74? 74 randomly. I think it was, who had 14? Shanny? I don't know. Could have been Shanahan. Um, Really, really interesting. 
what Seattle's doing. I'm kind of excited. Um, they announced their first, you know, five scouts and, uh, and you know, uh, they have had, there have been other scouts in the past, but we're starting to see this boys club thing break up a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the Leafs have... Um... Wickenheiser on staff. No, it's working. Uh, Noel. Oh my goodness, I forgot her name. She's an amateur scout, but uh, Cameron Donato. And she came from Twitter, pro. right? We talked about her last year. We was Wait, like, who is this person? She's, uh, she's based out of North Dakota. Noel, uh, for the love of God. Yeah, I forget. I, but, I remember. Remember yeah, talking Cameron about Cameron yeah. was the first uh, pro scout. Pretty neat. Noel cool. Neham. That's right. Neham. Ne- ne- Neham. Yes. Neham. Yes. I knew it was Noel. Anyway, congratulations to her. I'm really excited because do we not have an expansion draft after this year? Yeah, we, we do. How come no one's talking about that? Who's protecting who? Do we even know what? Do we even know what the protection rules are yet? Have we gotten? Have, has the NHL said that yet? Because I could swear to you, we knew with Vegas by now. Also, like we knew. Yeah, but uh, remember there was that option you could protect. Like it was, it a was bunch like, of forwards, but like you leave your defense super vulnerable. The the Leafs have like they only have they only have one defender they need to protect. Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley, that's it. Dermot might you, be because he's going on his second contract. I think he'll be good. I I don't think he'll meet the games played uh, yeah, criteria. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be. See, good. I'd have to look at the rules. Yeah, again. I'd, I'd have to look. So you're it basically up too. protecting. Just like, protect all the forwards. Yeah. And hopefully you don't lose one. And if you do, well, the, you know, you have cap relief. M- uh, 14,000 others. You might get some cap relief out of it. Yep. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Really, really interesting. So I, I, I'm shocked that nobody's done an article on that yet, but I'm pretty excited. The we way still to... don't even know what they're called. No, we don't. They have like a bunch of people working for them. And what, what do they call themselves? Hooray. Us. A couple of years ago, I vaguely remember Adam Wilde coming up with a great name for them, which nope. I won't repeat on no. this podcast. But... <laughs> I was saying that's not the thing you should do. <laughs> I was saying that's not the thing you should do. It's the point I was trying to make at the time. Anyway. Uh, the not thing you should do. Uh, of course, it's become a meme. Um, Penguins are, are reportedly right now very close to trading Jack Johnson, which I think is such a shame. The Penguins are $400,000 over the cap right now. There's a few teams that You're are... Over the cap. <laughs> Yeah, And you can be, except you get penalized for it next year. So you don't want to be over the cap. The Leafs have been over the cap before. It's happened. They're currently spending like $94 million. Yeah, yes. but the LTIR. Yeah, because right. you, can, you can go over the cap in retrospect. Yes. Like your bonuses or your LTIR, they can default you to over the cap previously in, in the past, But I which don't is believe weird. these guys are over the cap in that way. Okay. I think they're just over. Just straight up over. Yes. Okay. And so that's sort of the issue. Um... And Jack Johnson's contract, which is surprising that in that it was that they ever traded for him, that they ever signed him, that it ever became a thing, and why it had to be five years, three point two five million dollars, and after one year he's been he's he's going to be traded. Now he it's because the the depth of what the Penguins have coming up is better than they thought it would be, but he slid to seven. He split to, to seventh on their depth chart. And Jim Rutherford, after the end of last year, was like, I don't know why everybody hates on Jack Johnson so much. It was like he was hateable. No, Jim, we knew that you were making a bad deal at the time. Now, right. he doubled down on that and acquired Eric Goodbranson. And I'm just so upset that we don't get to see that pairing together. <laughs> I wanted 82 games of Goodbranson 
and Jack Johnson, and then Sidney Crosby on the same team. And Well, and Sidney Crosby's day-to-day right now, by the way. Took a puck off the screen. Yeah, that didn't look good. Um, Penguins fans, I seem to remember being like, oh, Branson's actually not that bad. Uh, Jack Johnson, dude, like... Never good. I've said this story before. Jack Johnson was my introduction to analytics. He was the first guy, and I want to say it was Dello, I'm not sure, who they were like, by the way, uh, here's the numbers that we're fiddling with. And they all say Jack Johnson's not good. And this was like a decade ago. And what was he, a fourth pick overall? Was, uh, I want to say he was picked third overall. Because there was a lot of hype around him. It was either Kings hype. or Hurricanes. Third overall by the Carolina Hurricanes in 2005. I'm looking at the, the Penguins cap friendly here. And all of their defensemen who make over a million dollars are aged 27 to 32. It's good. Branson, Dumoulin, Schultz, Latang. Johnson. Like, Schultz is it's worth crazy. it. Latang's worth it. Yeah, and he, but even Latang's like one of those hard miles guys. Oh, yeah, he's had mm-hmm. a lot of injuries. Really but when that hard. deal was signed Dude, eons ago, it was worth it. Yeah, like, like poor guy. It's wild, man. He's had a he's But, had, like, these are deal, like, the good Branson and the Johnson deals, that's $7.25 million that for replacement-level NHL players. You could have got guy one and guy two and got the same results. Who it's signed shocking. those deals? Rutherford. 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 That was him? All well, of them? And he's the guy uh, that, that... Branson was a trade. Yeah. So and then, that was a yeah. Jim Benning contract. Right. But uh, I can't remember who he was traded for. Like Tanner it was Pearson? Tanner Pearson. Mm-hmm. Man. Like, why? Man. And that's the thing is that, like, Jim Rutherford, he gave him shit, and then they went and, went, went and won two cups in a row. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it seems again like you're like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing, man? And... Here's what's so frustrating, though, for the rest of the league, in particular the Metro. What if Jim Rutherford nails it? <laughs> what, Eric Branson was the North? The Penguins just go right back to being great. They're the sleeper pick to miss the playoffs here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, well, if you're need, betting on a good team they who need, made the playoffs to miss it, it's them. They need Bukestad and Galch to have good seasons. Because like, cause, uh, Galch was the guy that came over the Kessel deal. He's yes. got a year left. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and he's making almost Kessel. $5 million bucks a year. Kessel's coming off like, what, what, didn't he get like 90, uh, 90 plus the year before and yeah. 80 plus last year? How are you going to replace that? That's mm-hmm. so many points. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, like that whole division is ripe for the taking. Yeah, If you look oh, yeah. at the the teams in the Metro who made the playoffs last year, it's Washington, New York, uh, Islanders, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Columbus. So you think the Columbus lot... Is right for the taking. Yeah. I, I can't see how they make it. You look at New Jersey, who adds PK. They uh, quite a bit. Uh, Wayne Gusev, Simmons. Wayne Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taylor Hall is probably going to have Jack a, Hughes looks so good. Jack yeah. Hughes looks Scary. incredible. Yeah. Scary. So you think they're going to take one of the slots. Taylor and then Hall in, a, in a generational wealth contract. Here. And then you look at how good the Atlantic is, you assume that one or both of the wild cards are going to come from there. Well, it's a fair bet. And and let's not forget what the Rangers have done. Yeah. The Rangers are a player again. I don't think people realize the Rangers, Rangers are, are going to be player. probably pretty good. They're a play- Kako looks really good. I'm um, not I'm not sold on the Islanders and I'm definitely not sold on the Pens. The one thing that's the X factor for both of them. And this is why I give the Pens on the edge over the Islanders is goaltending. If Matt Murray shows up and is not injured, the Penguins are in the playoffs, no problem. It can be a huge swing between the two because Murray didn't have that great of a year. Islanders, on the other hand, have to replace Leonard being a Vesna nominee and Thomas Grace having the best 
season of his life. Hockey season of his entire life. With Semyon Verlamov. Verlamov. Yeah, and that's who they're betting on, which is... 31-year-old Semyon Verlamov. By the way, at the head of a four-year contract that pays him $5 million bucks a year. They are a likely groin tweak away from Thomas Grice just being the full-time starter. Mm-hmm. And I say likely just because that guy always gets hurt, mm-hmm. Verlamov. Mm-hmm. It's... Listen, I'm not I'm not dumping on the Islanders. They proved a lot of people wrong last sure year. Barzal, um, I I don't think would have to try too hard to have a better season than he did last year. But you you, you have Especially to know the back half. there's a reason why Lou Lamorello was like, "Sorry, Robin Lander, we're going after Bobrovsky." That was a really, really, really weird saga. I don't understand because I don't that. think Lou believes that that was more than a one year thing, right. and I don't I don't blame him. I don't blame him. And let's not forget the 927 that Grice had in 43 games. Yeah. That's, that's not too bad. Wild. That's not too bad. Wild that he had. What was the season before? It's wild. 892 in 27 games. 800. What's his career save percentage, like average? I don't have it in front of me. Let's have a look at Semyon Varlamov in Colorado last year. 49 games played. 20 wins, 19 losses. 9 OT losses. So this guy uh, was 20 and 28. What's the percentage? What do you mean? Save percentage. Save percentage is a 909. Yeah, man. Like, and maybe... Uh, the year before, it was a 920. The year before that, 898. The year before that, 914. Who's a Pierre Greco? The goalie coach that they got from the Marlins? I don't know. I'm trying to remember? Yeah. Um, well, it's, maybe he's that much of a miracle worker? But, I don't know at 31. I just don't know. Buddy, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's that's a tough one. That that division is right for the taking. The Capitals are going to be really good. Um, Carolina. So I have a video coming out uh, on the Sportsnet channel where I was asked to predict the whole season. I know on July first I predicted that the Panthers would win the cup, and my reasons are. <laughs> did you do? That? I did. My, and my reasons were. My reasons were. One, Ooh. I think. They're a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. Goaltending was a huge issue for them, and they replace it with Sergey freaking Bobrovsky. Who has good years and bad. Yes, that's very true. But assuming he has a good one, they're right there. Uh, the other was take your top five picks and throw them in the garbage because that's how the NHL works. Yes, true. Right? Mm-hmm. So I thought of, okay, who do I think are going to be cup contenders. Uh, okay, we got the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, I'm throwing them away right away. Uh, you know, we got you know Calgary Flames. They won the division last year. Okay, throw them away. You know, the Sharks, the Golden Knights, throw them in the garbage. And I was like, okay, you know what, Florida. Um, a lot has happened since then. I think the Carolina Hurricanes have a legitimate Oof. shot at winning the Stanley Cup this year. That Joel Edmondson pickup wasn't bad, eh? I don't think that trade was bad. I like what they've done all offseason. Um, everyone's like, oh, do you think they can do it with Mrazek and Reimer? Uh, they did it with friggin' Mrazek and McElhaney. Yeah. Come on, man. I think they can. Well, and Mrazek's had, never been a bad goalie. He was on a bad team. Yeah. He's always been a pretty good goalie. He yeah, just, well, he was inconsistent. A little streaky. But, but, Reimer had the worst season of his career. Yep. And I don't know if he's a 920 guy still, but he's not, he's not what he was last year. Yeah. Pretty confident in that. Pretty he's also got something to prove. Let, let's. I want to look at this too. So you have, and this is where Carolina blew me away the last week. Justin Falk doesn't have the best, like the Carolina. It, I think if there was a trophy for trades made in the last twelve months, Carolina would win it. Yeah, man. 
Um, and Charts. so if if, Car- if Carolina is calling you, don't pick up. Hmm? Yeah. Stop picking up the phone when Carolina calls. If you hear Don Waddell's voice it, and it, you hear like a little in the background, it's Eric Tulski. Hang up the phone. Yes. Don't <laughs> don't pick it up. So yeah. what, what I don't understand about the Blues, Stanley Cup winner in Blues. Yes. Why did they go out and trade for a right-handed guy when they have Pareko and Petrangelo? And Petrangelo is a UFA at the end of this season. Are they worried he's not going to resign? Or are they trying to use... He wants to resign. Are they trying to use Falk as leverage? Like... Or are they going to trade Pareko? I have no idea. It, like, it doesn't make sense. And here's the thing. Of Pareko those... for CC. Make it happen. Of those make... three guys. <laughs> of the three guys imagine? I just... Oh, that'd be great. Of the three guys I just mentioned. Petrangelo, Pareko, Falk. Who's the worst of them? The guy you Falk. just Falk, the guy you just locked up to a massive seven-year deal. I don't understand that deal at all. I don't know what St. Louis was doing. It's not that he's a bad player. I'm trying to I'm objectively. Trying to find... He is the least good right-handed shot D on that team. Can I do a slight aside about the worst thing about St. Louis, Adam? I mentioned this earlier. Uh, you, I think I mentioned it to you last week. Okay, but they made. Uh, they revealed that they have nothing up in the dressing room, in the locker room, about their Stanley Cup win from this past season. Why? So there's no, because it's about this year. It's move forward, you know, just like keep your head down next day. You Dude, know? why not remind <laughs> yourselves of what you've done and what it took to get there? Is that there not bullshit? That's bullshit! Dude, they're gonna have waiting. the banner, obviously. They're on the cup, but there's nothing in the actual dressing room that's like you that's won awful. the freaking championship. That's terrible. It made that's me so, so upset. Dude, they've waited, what was it, over half a century for this moment? And it finally came? And now we're just going to ignore it. It didn't happen. That's shit. Well, let me let me bring this up. And I talked to Jesse but when we talked about this earlier yeah. this And week. the team's basically intact, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my um, God. So, what are you doing? So the, um, uh, when you read The Score Takes Care of Itself, which everybody, I think, is, at this point has read, like every hockey manager has read, and I think you should read it. It's very entertaining. Nah. Um, or just audiobook. I don't it. like books. Unless they're Harry Potter. Um, and what they talk about, the head coach, the, the San Francisco head coach who's referenced in it, talks about the fact that it got, he got so hard at him, on himself at a certain point that not, that winning the championship became zero. Meaning that right. to break even, he had to win the championship. Everything else was underneath that. And he said it was the he- unhealthiest mindset he could have been in. What's the point of winning? Bingo. What's the point? The point of winning is to celebrate it, and they should celebrate it. And this, and Jesse made it. Jesse's like, I hate hockey culture, and he's right. <laughs> like, it's like this is so stupid. Listen, do what you want, but and everybody knows that it's about this season. Not putting that in the dressing room isn't going to change that you got to win some fucking games this year, and you're going to try to try to repeat. However, you did accomplish that. It should be celebrated. Get your head on straight. Are you crazy? Yeah, like if you really want, like it doesn't have to be a picture of Alex Petrangelo hoisting the cup and sparklers but in the background. But why not? Maybe, I don't know, did someone take like a puck or a stick to the teeth and they were bleeding and everything? Put that picture up. Like right. anything, like remind them of, remind the team of what they did. And what it What's wrong with acknowledging that you won? And what it takes to win. Yes. When you look yeah. at that picture, you go, oh yeah, that's the kind of sacrifice I'm, because sometimes... Everybody does this. When you're focused on a goal that's a long-term goal, you can fall fall a little off track and go, uh-huh. hey, I'm a little late. I'm feeling a little lazy today. But you fall, you look at that that picture of Petrangelo holding the cup, you go, that's what we're in for. When you do Reset. something, you know how to do it after you've done it. Right. Yeah. So you need to remind yourself of what it takes to do it. And since you've done it, you know what it takes. So why don't you constantly remind yourself of what you did? Yeah. Raptors are never going to win another championship. Okay, but they won, though. They won. Mm. 
Okay, the, yeah, but uh, no, no, they won. They are the champions. Cry. Please, <laughs> please cry. cry. Cry, put it in a thermos. Yep. Put it in, in one of these little, you know, nature-friendly Starbucks cups, uh, metal container, mm-hmm. and allow me to drink your tears. They won. Cry. And the Blues can say that this year. It's right. the greatest. It's the greatest thing ever. Cheering for a champion. I can't imagine what it's like to actually be one. Enjoy the thing. Enjoy the championship. I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, hockey culture. You're right. It sucks. Yeah. It really does Really stupid. I'm sure we'll have somebody defending it in our dimensions. You know what they should do? You know what the Leafs should do? What? Take down all the pictures of their their past cup wins because they're so old. And they should just hang pictures of like Petrangelo with the cup and like Ovi with the cup to be like, this is what it takes. Just have the, the whole locker room should just be pictures of Brad Marchand. Ooh. Yeah, just, yeah, the guy who beat you, just to remind you. Man, shut your fucking face. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Montreal is already talking about trades because Montreal is Montreal. I mm-hmm. think this has been the plan the whole time. To talk about trades? Well, they've been offer sheeting guys. They offer sheeted Aho. Supposedly, they offer sheeted uh, Point, and Point just. I'm chose not, not to sign it. it like Marner with Columbus. Uh, they offered Jake Gardner more money per year than the Hurricanes did. I, what other avenues do they have uh, to explore? People have been talking about the Toronto tax. Like, oh, you got to pay players more because the market's a pain in the ass. Dude, they won't even sign there. They won't even sign in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So Mark Bergevin's got a job ahead of him. They, the Montreal. What are the Montreal Canadiens doing with cap room? Stop that. You're the Montreal Canadiens. You have a lot of money. They haven't weaponized it in the past the way they should have. Like they, last year, what did they have, $10 million free or something? Or $8 million bucks was, the whole uh-huh. season? It was ridiculous. They should have taken a bad contract on or something. All year, yeah. I thought that's, also, well, that's what was going to happen with the Canadians. I thought they were going to add this huge piece at the deadline. They are going to go for it. If, then, they, if they had been smart, they would have taken the Marlowe deal. Yeah. Sorry? If they had been smart, they would have taken Toronto's first in the Marlowe and Marlowe's contract. I think if you're the Leafs, <laughs> you, uh, you call... Every Everybody other else team first. in the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the kind of and stuff that you're looking for. And they could have done it. Sure. Yeah. Yep. And, they, and they got some really exciting... It looks like Nick Suzuki is going to make the team, so, and they're going to be really good. But... What's interesting is Bergevin brought up Caden Primo's name, and Caden Primo is the hot goaltending prospect. I saw that. And, yeah. and he said, well, we're not going to trade him, which is what we heard with PK, unless we get that for top-line center. Yeah. And what Bergevin said he's not going to trade you... Well, and hey, I'm just some guy in Toronto in my basement. Yeah, I don't think that was ref- – was that referencing Darren Dreger? Who was that? Who was I, he referencing? The I mean, I assume it wasn't Darren Dreger. I don't think it's part of his reputation that he does his work from his in, basement. From his basement. So was it you? I don't think so. So who was well, it? I never said anything about Jonathan Drouin getting yeah. traded, so I don't know. Well, weirdly, Drouin last year was the guy that he always has been. And, and A lot of guys had career years, and he was just sort of there. He's just him. Yeah. And I, I think that Drew Ann is a very good player, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he's the guy that they made him be. And, it was and what like I mean, McKinnon, Drew Ann, neck and neck. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I, I think that, that Montreal traded it for him, French Canadian guy, and don't tell me that that doesn't matter. It was a giant factor. Come on, guys. Um, and they wanted to turn him into a top tier centerman. This guy is not a centerman, never has been. And they tried to do it. Doesn't work. He's not responsible enough defensively. It's just not what he's good at. It's like imagine the Leafs told Alexander Kerfoot, 
Okay, now uh, you're going to be a top line center. You're a top line center. Yeah. Now, Duran's better what? than What? I can maybe be Kerfoot. third. Yeah. <laughs> it, right, yes. But it's a lot of pressure to put on a young guy coming home to the team he grew up loving and never having done it at the NHL level. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's interesting to see people in Montreal turn on Drouin because Drouin's always been what he is. This is what he is. It's unfortunate that they brought him in under different circumstances. I mean, they set these expectations that were sky high on this guy. Well, he could be our number one center. Well, he could be a guy that gets 100 points. Well, he could, he could, he could, he could. Instead of going, we just brought him in because he's really talented. Yeah, like, I, know, like I know you're sort of in the hype business, but oh. sometimes there's a time for, what is it, Adam? Under promise, over deliver? Yes. Always. And... Yeah, he's going to score 100 points. It's going to be our top-line center. Yeah, this guy's going to be... He's he's going to fill the skates of Saku Koivu. Like, dude, what, <laughs> yeah, what the... Yeah, Vinny Donfu. <laughs> right, every other right. guy. That, yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's ridiculous. Um, Drew Ann, uh So, Bergevin did call Drew Ann out and said he's not the only one who's not up to par right now. Huh? Say that again? He said that... They asked him about Duran's play, and he said he's not the only one who's not up to par. So, there's a few guys that he's looking... Now, interestingly, on the waivers... We knew Carl Alsner was going to go back down. We knew that. Matthew Pekka, who played all year last year with Charles Houdon, who is also... Charles Houdon is on the is on waivers now, too. He's going to get claimed. You think so? I'd be shocked if he didn't. Yeah, I think he's good depth scoring for like a team that's not that's on the, on the RIs. Like, if you're Ottawa or you're Phoenix or whatever... Like, Dude, the Oilers. Phoenix? Why did I say Phoenix? Uh, uh, Arizona. Yeah, the Oilers. Why not the Oilers? Dude, is there a fast winger on waivers? Oilers should claim him. The one I thought was interesting was Dale Weiss. Oh, they put him on waivers. Yeah, and I almost, I like as soon as Sandine, did you, you, did you see the 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 stick lift and like Dale Weiss was skating as hard as he can at Sandine. Sandine lifts his skip stick and just takes the puck away from him. And mm-hmm. I thought, yo, there's Dale Weiss's entire camp right there. Yeah, well, and he took that penalty against the Leafs and just the look on his face, like really, really frustrated. Dude, Sandine is not a child, by the way. Yeah, no. Dude, that guy is a pesky asshole. Yep. <laughs> I know that's not the conversation we're having right now. He is... Oh, I'm so excited for him. He's um, everything the Leafs But team. Montreal's Sorry. big thing is, like, we're going to have Jordan Wheel fix our power play. Yeah, this is what I'm saying about, uh, you know, with, with their cap room. And, dude, enough of this. Go out there and make a huge trade. You really got to be bold here. Mm-hmm. You really got to... Hey, the Pacioretty deal worked out great. It did. You got another one of those in you? You know, you got rid of your, your top goal scorer and your team's captain. Thomas Tatar has, like, the season of his friggin' life. And you get Nick Suzuki out of it, who is going to be on your team. Which and is he's amazing. unreal. And I amazing. think they got a pick out of it, too. Like, okay, keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. You, you, in most seasons, you would have made the playoffs last year. I think. What's next? I think they've got to. Yeah. And that's the thing is that the question mark for me is where's the step forward this year? Like maybe Nick Suzuki is the step forward, but who else? Like you got Haling. Yeah. Although he's uh, last I checked in concussion protocol. And Kaki Niemi, you would think is going to have even uh, you know a step forward. And that's so, you, so you think the players are going to get better? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But but I think they need to add to this group still. I really don't think that that group is... They might make the playoffs, but how much damage are they going to do? That's the question. And it can't just be... At Carey Price's age, he's, what, 32 now? It can't just be about just making the playoffs. Well, he's at, like, the beginning of his contract. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Oilers... uh, The reason the Oilers didn't make the playoffs last year scored against them last night. Twice. Twice. (laughs) Tobias Reeder. So I read that. The one guy who was the reason. I read that last night on Twitter. 
I thought it was a joke. I thought people were kidding. And Lucci scored two. And Lucci scored two. I thought people were honest to God kidding. And I watched the highlights this morning and I went, oh my God, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it was on Koskinen. And, uh, Glove just... side on Koskinen, which apparently is a major problem. Well, that's what they say. I mean... Is the book out on Costco? Yeah, I feel like most goalies' glove side is a little bit of their weakness. But, um, yeah, listen, I know it's preseason. It is funny. You will not talk me into believing this is not hilarious. It is really, really funny. (laughs) I think Calgary's loving it. Oh, Uh, my God, of course. Of course. But I think the one thing we're not talking about, maybe in Edmonton they are, but I haven't seen a lot on it even from the Edmonton media, which is usually pretty intense. We are not talking enough about Connor McDavid's knee. Supposedly, he looks okay. I haven't sure, seen yeah. a lot he of okay. Sure, he's been playing. Yeah, yeah. But he rehabbed the shit out of that all summer, and it's not fully healthy yet. Was it his knee or his? Because we all thought his leg was broken. From what I understand, it's his knee. Interesting. I mean, according to what I read, he it was a uh, it was a, a pretty rough summer with his knee, just rehabbing it. So. That's yeah, really, that's fine that he looks good now in really the preseason, and, and Connor McDavid will always look good. Even injured Connor McDavid is better than most players ever. Eighty yeah. percent of Connor McDavid still gets a hundred points. Yeah, <laughs> it was a torn left PCL. I don't even torn anything with a knee. Yeah, not good, not great. So let's say, is it fair to say that the Oilers' entire season rests on Connor McDavid? Uh, yes, it's fair to say that every year. Is it fair to yeah. say then? That the Oilers' entire season sort of rests on Connor McDavid's knee. Well, and even if it's 100%, it might not be enough. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah, man. So that knee, pretend, like, you, Ken you can tell got... me that it's fully healthy. It's not, and you know it's not. And they right. and they, they talked about going into camp. Like, it's not healthy yet, guys. It's not there. Yeah. Dude. And they th- haven't done anything to add. And what's amazing is, are they not doing the same thing to him? Uh, that they did last year. Yep. Last year, Ty Ratty looked great, and he got the dream job. This year, uh, I've been seeing, like, is Thomas Yurcho going to be on think, McDavid's wing I think to start so. the season? Yeah. I see what Daily kidding? Faceoff had. Like, are you kidding? Dude, it's not good enough. No. It's not good enough. No. And God bless Thomas Yurcho. Um, I got to interview him. When he was uh, with the St. John Sea Dogs, mm-hmm. they won the Memorial Cup. So they have it listed as Dreisaitl McDavid because Dreisaitl, like, I know he scored a lot okay. of goals. Who's guy three? Zach Cassian. Okay. That's how they have it listed. That doesn't mean that. And then Nygaard, Nugent Hopkins, and Neil. And and, and I thought Neil a... was the guy who was supposed to play with Connor McDavid. That's why they got him. Well, he's a European free agent. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, Nygaard. Not Nygaard. Neil. I thought Neil was the guy who was supposed to play probably, with him. On the right side, anyway. Gagne, Granlin, Chason, Kara, Sheehan, Archibald. The team's just not deep enough. No, it's not. But it's not any different than last year's team. Like, Ken Holland came in and people shut up, I guess. Unless their European free agents really hit. Mm -hmm. And, like, they might have a similar season to what we're expecting out of Eisenman in Detroit. You know? um, No, they can't. Ken Holland's got well. No, Ken Holland's got to make moves. Oh, yes. No, they can't have that season. Eisman has the benefit of. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean like they tank on purpose. I mean okay. they, they they just need to make wholesale changes. Yes. And none of this deck chairs shit. The Brandon Manning contract. I don't even remember who he was traded for. Just do anything of consequence. The 
the part for me that that I keep talking about is that that McDavid clock is ticking, guys. And you know, you can Edmonton fans can say, "Oh, it doesn't exist. He'll stay no matter what." I don't know. Would you? Even if that clock does not exist and he's going to stay forever, like it's clear he alone is one man and he's not enough. Like go out. It shouldn't be this hard to go out and find someone for the best player in the league. <laughs> Connor Brown would have been a real cheap pickup for you. You could have got him. And he would been great. He would not have been enough and still would have been a far superior option to anything they got. Mm-hmm. Man, Ken Holland's got some work to do. It's It sounds like he's trying, mm-hmm. you know, and it's... You know, you can't force people to play for your team like we've seen with Montreal and everything. Yep. Uh, you got to go out there and do something, man. You got to do trades. You got to do, I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, be a vulture on the waiver wire. There's some good players on waivers this time of year. McDavid well, had 116 points last year and it wasn't enough. Come on. <laughs> they had, weren't they the first, I want to say they were the first team since like 1990 to have 200 plus point players. And miss the playoffs. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, some sort of style. Like yeah, because him and Drysdale both had a hundred plus. Drysdale yeah, scored fifty goals. No mm-hmm. one cared. No 50 one cared. And, fifty and fifty-five. Yeah, it was fifty goals, fifty-five assists. It's crazy. Uh, how is that, dude? You, no one not named Alexander Ovechkin does that. <laughs> Alex, he doesn't count. He's a cheat code. Leon Drysdale scored fifty goals, and like they weren't even like they weren't in. Arms reach. No, they no, weren't, they weren't close. No, they kept no. saying they were, but they were not. The sta- the the standard to make the playoffs in the West was ninety. Yeah, they got seventy nine points, and uh, the final see Colorado got ninety. Yeah, so missed by eleven. Seventh in the Pacific, and they played some sad hockey games, man. Like uh, I didn't get to see a ton of them uh, on ice surfing nights. Because I'd be in the car or whatever, but uh, there were uh, often when I got to fill in on um, uh, Hockey Central Saturdays, they'd play the day game, mm-hmm. get murdered, murdered, like while we were prepping for the show, and then the first bit of the show was just so the Oilers got demolished again. Yeah, here are some highlights we have. And if I remember correctly, it was almost always the Sharks. Um, but. <laughs> Like yeah. just I just I don't know. They got to do something different. They got to do something. Well, different. and the, the problem is, is that some for some reason to me the most damaging thing is they let Shirelli negotiate the Koskinen deal. Uh, that which they would have done anyway, supposedly. No, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't believe, I don't believe I don't that believe shit it. either. That deal could turn out, and, and I, there are Oilers fans who are like, "Well, he could be good. Sure, he could." But from how it looks right now. And I'd love to see 40 games from now. Maybe maybe we're singing a different tune. But from how it looks right now, of all the deals they've done, that to me is the most damaging because that's the position. They're, they don't have the cap room to go out and change it, and that's the problem. Charlie Lindgren is on waivers right now, and Louis Domingue was on waivers. And I think either might have been a better option and cheaper than Mike Smith. Yeah, why Mike why Mike Smith? And, that, and, and that's for a $2 million. Decision. Yeah, like, why Mike Smith? That's a Holland decision. Well, and Mike Smith is, uh, he's, he's like one of the 30... weirdest goalies in the NHL, though. Is he the new, is he kind of like the Cam Ward? Like, he was good once, and and he hasn't been good for several years, but they're still paying him like he is? Well, that's, yeah, if Cam Ward 
was uh, like an 875 goalie for three weeks of the month and uh, got three consecutive shutouts after that. (laughs) That's the kind of goalie Mike Smith is. Yeah. Um, Yeah, streaky, except the bias towards the bad. Not good. Um, Ken Holland's got a job to do, man. It shouldn't be this hard to surround Connor McDavid with talent. No. It just shouldn't be. No. Um, Lastly, I just want to just, this is just a quick thing for Lee fans. Guess who is a lock to make the Bruins this year, guys? Harlan Holm. That's right. Oh, fun. Holm. You can laugh, but the Bruins are still really good. Uh, And he's going to be killing penalties for them. And he's going to be playing with Bacchus. I had no problem with him killing penalties last year. Shit, it could have come in handy in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe well, Parlinholm was... I mean, they didn't use Nick Batan, did they? Yeah, so. they were using Parlinholm, at least. Uh, anyway, yeah. so it is time for your way-too-early predictions. Okay? Way-too-early okay. predictions. I want to do real quick on this one. Okay, guys? You ready? Mm. You ready? Way-too-early predictions on your division winners for each division. Okay? So we're going to start with the Central Division in the Western Conference. Blackhawks, Avs, Stars, Wild, Preds, Blues, Jets. Who wins the division? trying to remember who I said yesterday. <laughs> Give me all the teams again. Blackhawks, Avs, Stars, Wild, Preds, oh. Blues, Jets. Avs. Really? Colorado. Yep. Jesse? You took my pick. Colorado. I'm going to go with St. Louis. I'm reigning Stanley Cup champions, yeah. yeah. Good pick. Good pick. <laughs> uh, Pacific Division. Ducks, Coyotes, Flames, Oilers, Kings, Sharks, Canucks, Golden Knights, and I believe the Flames won it last year. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. I want to say with 107 points. The Golden Correct. Knights are good. The Sharks are always good. The Flames are going to be good. And it seems like feast or famine in that division. You're either great or you're not. A full season of Mark Stone, Vegas. Vegas. Interesting. Jesse. Uh, The Vancouver Canucks. Are going to win the Pacific. You're out of your mind. Why not? Nikolai Goldobin, 50 goals. Let's go. I mean, maybe. Brock Besser, 35 and 70. Dude, do you see that dog shit hit that he took? Oh, yeah. No. The front, uh, Chris Tierney. No, hit him no. from behind. He went into concussion protocol. I think he's already had one in his career. <sighs> it's a, it was a terrible hit. Not gonna stop him, stop him from thirty-five and seventy. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. You know what I think? What? <laughs> I think Martin Jones rebounds this year. If and he I does, they win the cup. I think it's the damn Sharks who just will not die. Yep. Like they're the oldest bloody team in the NHL. But if Martin Jones is Martin Jones, average regular Martin Jones. The Sharks win that division. They almost went to the Stanley Cup final with the worst starting goaltender in the NHL. Yes. Yes. Last year. He but was. He was the worst starting goalie in the he NHL. He was an 898, I think, wasn't yeah. he? Crazy. And Aaron Dell was behind him and worse. Potentially <laughs> the most interesting and fun division in the league this year. The Metropolitan. Hurricanes, Blue Jackets, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals. Of the eight teams that I just mentioned... I would say six of them have gone through major renovations. Some good, some not. Right. The Capitals are basically the same. The Flyers sort of did their renovations last year. They're basically the same as how they ended last year. Full season of Carter Hart and make a difference. Kevin Hayes. Um, Did you see? So there was a gif going around of uh, Elaine Vigneault supposedly. um, Saying we can't win with goaltending like this. Yeah. It was the Brian Elliott clip. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't good. Ain't good. There's another guy whose clock is ticking. Philadelphia. Where you can never get a goal. <laughs> like Flyer un- fans are like, it's unbelievable. And they had Bobrovsky, and they traded him for like nothing. Yep. Yeah. So well, they had Briscoe. You got so. the Canes, you got the Jackets, you got the Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, Capitals. Who wins the division? Caps are going to be really good. I say the Canes. Canes. Hurricanes. Okay. Uh, the New Jersey Devils 
are going to wow. go from last place to first place. Who's their goalie? That's not, by the way, the last Corey time. Schneider. Corey Schneider yeah. is not their starter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Is he really? Well, they, yeah. they don't have Keith Kincaid anymore. I think it's, I yeah, think it's Schneider was... and Blackwood. Mackenzie yeah, Blackwood. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be good. It's you're, you're relying on Schneider having a big bounce back for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, why not? Yeah. The, you know what? Lost, lost in last season. Like, they weren't great on paper, but they were also injured a lot. So you have a healthy season. You're revamped. Hopefully you don't have one of the worst tandems in the entire NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it could happen. What do you think? You say Canes, right? Mm-hmm. I say Hurricanes, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with the Capitals. Because not because not just because it's the safe pick, it's they are the best team in that division. Yeah. And, and they're the Hurricanes. The Capitals are another perfect example of what can happen, like the Penguins were, and still might be, when you have a few superstars that you're able to hang on to for ten years and you're just able to cycle in new players and you draft well and then you all we can't hang on to uh we can't hang on to this guy, we've got to trade him. Can't hang on to this guy, can't ha- hang on to Grubauer anymore, we've got to trade him. Uh we lost um uh Golden Knights. Who did they lose in the draft? The really good defenseman uh who was really oh, good against uh, the Nate Leafs. Schmidt. Nate Schmidt. You know, you lose that guy. Um but they continue to be great because Alexander Ovechkin and Backstrom and all the other guys that they've hung on to. Yeah. Now, lastly, we're gonna go with the Atlantic division on this one. Bruins, Sabres, Red Wings, Panthers, Canadians, Senators, Lightning, Maple Leafs. Who wins the division? It's still insane to go against the Lightning. They're just so good. Just on paper. Especially yeah, with Shattenkirk uh, added on that. Like, and, and, fuck and, and off. Maroon like, and I like, couldn't yeah. believe they did yeah. that. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> this is regular season, by the way. Regular season. That's all know. I'm asking. I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs. I am going to go off board. I think it's And the, pick someone from the Central. I think it's the Boston Bruins. That'd be really off the board. You think the Boston Bruins? I think they're going to win. Why not? The entire Atlantic. I do. And here's why. 42-year-old Zdeno Shara. Yep, I do. I think so because they just made the finals and lost, and it was a real heartbreaker. Mm. And I think it's one of those things that they're going to come out on fire. Now, I don't know if Boston will sustain being on fire all year, but I think they're pretty pissed that they they lost that final last year, which they should have really won, I think. Um, and I think, I and think, all I think you have to do right. is win a lot in the first couple months. And then play 500 hockey the rest of the way, and you can do it. And I, I think that the Boston Bruins are going to come out on fire. Watch out for the Bruins this year. I think I think they're a little bit of the opposite of, of what the Blue Jackets were for a long time and the Hurricanes were for a long time, where we're like, this is your, uh, their year where they make it. They don't make it. This is their year. And we did that until we stopped doing it, and then they made it. I keep going, this can't sustain. The Chara is old. Bergeron is how is he not more not beat up? that old, but his body's older. <laughs> yeah, uh, hard miles. Marshawn's thirty-one, and he's in his prime and playing his best hockey. But after that, it goes down. Yeah, is Tuukka Rask going to be as good as he was last year? Yeah, I know they got some young parts. Every team's got them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not every team has Tori. I, I think Charlie gotta, McAvoy. I think that they're looking at this too. Like this is Zidane's last year. They have to look at it like it's Zidane's last year. They got a full year of Char- uh, Charlie Cole. Yep. Which is a good, really good pickup for them, mm-hmm. low key. Uh, um, hopefully, Jake DeBrusque is healthy because mm-hmm. he basically played two months unhealthy during the playoffs. Yep. Uh, there's. I really... can see it, but I, there's going to come a time, and it might not be this season, when Patrice Bergeron can't do it anymore. Surely there is, unless there isn't. I mean, a lot of Hall of Fame players, uh, they just are amazing and then retire. I'm I'm a little <laughs> wonky on Tampa, and can I tell you why? Because you saw them fail? Well, yeah, 
I think they saw them fail. This is what I've been saying for months. It's not the skill on Tampa that I'd be worried about. It's the between the ears stuff. That four-game series might have been the most damaging thing. I don't. I thought it was bold of Patrick Maroon to do the ring kissing thing. Yeah. Like, buddy, have a look down at your jersey. It ain't the Blues anymore. No. I now, in on paper, it should be better. It should be better than the Blues. Yep. Um, yep. I think that there's a chance that Tampa's in their own heads. I I. And that's why I'm going with the Bruins. Something in you has to break when you lose like that. Right. There's I can't imagine the Lightning are looking around that locker room and they feel the same way they did before the playoffs yep. began last year. Yep, I agree. They can't be. I agree. Unless they're like super mentally tough and they really believe in each other and everything, but man, okay. That's a factor. Pick one team in the entire NHL that did not make the playoffs last year that will this year. Can I just say, if you're going to say that about Tampa, you can say the same thing about the Leafs. Yeah, mm. but it wasn't a four-game sweep, and it was a better series. They could have wrapped it up in game six. Well, and the Leafs had a ridiculous that, amount that... of turnover, though. Yeah. They had a shitload of turnover. Yeah. So, like, it, it, it's a new year for them. Like, that, was, that was heartbreaking, but it wasn't embarrassing. Yeah. The last game was a little embarrassing. Sure. Also, the way they played down the stretch, I wasn't like, they're going to win the cup for sure. Sure. Like, the Lightning, for God's <laughs> sake, the Blue Jackets barely made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but the Blue Jackets who were in the playoffs weren't the Blue Jackets who were in game, like, 40. It was a completely different team. It was a team that, like, true. ramped up to go for yep. it. Yeah. Right? But, like, after they ramped up, they sucked. Like, yeah, but then they got it together. The, uh, at yeah, at the end. Okay. Yeah. Like, Pick guys. Indiana Jones. Sorry. Pick a team that did not make the playoffs last year that will make it this year. Uh, I think I know what Jesse's going to say, so yeah. I won't say them. Who's my team? I would have uh, assumed assume that you're, you're the Devils. I New Jersey because you think they're going to win the freaking division. Oh, yeah. By <laughs> default, I guess I can go with that. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Um, Unless you got someone else you want to pick. No, that's good. Ooh. Ugh. Arizona. <laughs> Man, every freaking year. Every freaking year. I was going to say Vancouver. I don't think so. Uh, the Pacific, Vancouver, I don't know contractually how smart they were, but they're better than they were last year on paper yeah. anyway. Um, is it good? Remember, it's the Pacific. Yeah. Sharks are real, real good. Golden Knights are real, real good. And then? Uh, and Flames. But after that, like the, the wild card is there. It's definitely there. People are talking about how strong the Central is. Well, yeah, the Central has to play against the Central. They'll beat each other up. You picked my pick. I pick, I've been picking, like, year for years I picked the Canes and the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. I'm still sticking with the Coyotes, and I'll tell you why. I'll say Vancouver, o- then. Over the, Just to be different. Okay. Over the, the fact, over the Canucks, for me, is the fact that it's the Phil Kessel factor. It's the fact that they have a guy who is a bona fide 35-goal scorer. And he is getting older. And and he's money in the bank for 70 plus points. Yes. They have never had that. They didn't, they couldn't finish, couldn't finish, couldn't finish. They got the finisher. Yeah. And I think Antti Rant is a good goalie. And he's going to miss the start of the season. He's going to, because he's always Dude, freaking Darcy injured. Darcy Kemper was unbelievable last year. Yep. One of the most underrated players in the league. Who makes the biggest fall this year? <sighs> Got to be the Blue Jackets, right? Like, they they geared up so hard. I guess sorry. Does that surprise count? Surprise fall. <laughs> surprise, oh, surprise fall. <laughs> we expect the Blue Jackets to fall. Um. Does it count if I pick Dallas? 
Yeah. I, I don't mm. think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll trail off really? a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Ben Bishop was really good last year to drag them in. Mm. So you think they'll be horseshit again? <laughs> Plucking first spit. I'll tell you mine. Okay. New York Islanders. See, I don't know if that's a surprise. Though. I think it will absolutely be a shock to It was a surprise that they were great. And then they lost a giant component of what made them great. So to me, I'm like, well, yeah, they lost Robin Leonard. So, mm-hmm. like, it would be surprising to me if they repeated it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who think they're. I mean, they I don't are think quite they're going to be dog shit, but no, uh, like, I just don't. I think they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot all year, but I don't think they have the goaltending to bring them over the top. That's just my opinion. Hmm. Surprising fall. And you don't think that's a surprise, eh? Because they did win the division. That's surprising. No, they were second. Oh, second. second. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, yeah. they were real close. I mean, you lose. How many teams can afford to lose a Vesna nominee? Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough, man. Uh, biggest surprise fall. What? <laughs> Why not the Blues? <laughs> really? Why not? Well, they were last place going into, you yeah. know, they're capable of last and first, evidently. Um, I mean, and also the standard is they won the Cup. I'm actually so. surprised nobody picked, uh, Jesse, did you say one? Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Nobody picked the Pens. Interesting. It won't, that won't be surprising to me. Really? No. Okay. I, dude. All right. So they, here... got, they got swept in the first round, like did not look like a strong playoff team at all. Mm-hmm. Sidney Crosby dragged them into a playoff spot. Sidney Crosby had an unreal, like, final quarter of the season last year. Yeah. Uh, like, huh, what does he got to do? What does the guy got to do? Okay. So here it is. I'm surprised none of you picked the Blackhawks as a surprise playoff team. That's, that's like, the sexy pick. Everyone's picking the Blackhawks. I don't. I <laughs> haven't seen. I, I'm not sold on what they have yet. Not sold. Not yet. Not yet. I'd like to see them play. Uh, who wins the cup? Way too early cup prediction for September. Hurricanes. Jesse. Just let me take a look at these standings again. Who wins the 2020 Stanley Cup Finals? I think if I'm going to go out on a limb and pick a team who nobody thinks can do it. Well, you don't have to do that. You can just pick whatever. I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh. <laughs> All right. Wow. Bold. <sighs> gotta, somebody's got to stick their neck out once, every yeah, once man. in a while, you know? Bold pick. Yeah. This is why I picked the stupid Panthers, because it would be a <laughs> surprise if the best team in the sport wins. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Is anyone denying the Lightning are the best team in the sport? No. No. Nope. On paper, they're the best team in the sport. Mm-hmm. Got swept. First round. Like, My wild. pick is it's finally their goddamn year. All right? This is the last year they have to do it. Oh, here it is. It's the San Jose Sharks, kids. Martin Martin Jones just has to be Martin Jones. Mm. And the San Jose Sharks can if win the cup. If he is a 9-10 goalie, they win the cup. <laughs> yes. Yes. He can still be below. Now, they don't average. have Pavelski anymore. No. Which is big. And, you know and that's why the Blackhawks look good. Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Wait, no. Why do I see Chicago has? No, yeah, Dallas mm-hmm. has them. Yeah. Well, because he was rumored to be going to Chicago. Right. For like a long That's time. That's going to be then... so weird seeing him in Dallas. Yeah. Weird. But they, I they think. Got, they got Pavelski. They got Corey Perry is a Dallas star now. 
I think the Sharks also pick up Patrick Marlowe at the trade deadline on like a quick uh, thing and just dress no him for way. a game. Dress like, him for a uh, game. Like Mike Fisher? Yeah, just just do just just fresh Patrick Marlowe. I think the Sharks finally are like, this is it. This really is it for a lot of these guys. Like, Thornton's done after this year. Like, really I'm very is. surprised Marlowe doesn't have a team. Eh. Like, I think it's because he wants, like, two teams. And those yeah. two teams don't want him. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's him. Like, the Canes wanted him to play for them. Yeah. They tried to convince him to I stay. I think the Oilers and would it cost him money him to be an Oiler. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. Can, uh, I do a, can I do a parlay and also pick the Leafs? Is that allowed? To win? <laughs> yeah. You think we're going to win? Why not? Yeah. That's a good point. Why not? Is <laughs> Why a good not? question. Why not? Any team could win any year. The NHL is so random recently. Yeah. So don't screw your face up when I say the Panthers. <laughs> Except for the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, if gosh. the Panthers make the playoffs this year, I'll be pretty shocked. No, I won't be, man. They're a really good team. They could not stop a beach ball. That was the problem. Yeah. We'll yeah, see if Bobrovsky can see still What, what Bobrovsky it. are we getting? Right. Yeah. The Bobrovsky that got Todd Richards fired or the Bobrovsky that's <laughs> kept John Tortorella employed? Man, he sucked for like a week and a half and got a guy fired. <laughs> yeah. Like seven games in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Telling you. It matters. So, um, you know what? We're not going to do a press conference today. No. Because we haven't started the season that yet. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, and we're two hours and ten minutes yeah. in. So. So, are we? Yeah. 207 ish. Yep. Yeah. So, listen, thank you so much for listening. We are back <laughs> Wednesday. Whoa. Wednesday afternoon, and that night, the Tirana Maple Leafs will play their first game. Whoa. It's going to be very exciting. So we'll do a little bit of a season preview. We'll have some. We'll get into a little bit more in depth of what we think the Leafs are going to be able to do. Obviously, there will be more developments around the league and that sort of thing, so we'll talk about all that then. Yeah. But again, we are back, baby, and we are back to two a week. Sundays and Wednesdays are when we record. Just so you know, that doesn't necessarily mean we'll post immediately after the show. It takes some time to to edit so sometimes it'll be up the next morning obviously just a heads up we love you let's do this hockey that's not even oh, <laughs> the steve dangle podcast follow the guys on twitter at steve underscore dangle at adam w-y-l-d-e and at jesse blake brought to you by panago pizza order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness Connection complete.